The show you're about to listen to is part of the Hopped Up Network's growing family of craft beer podcasts in the U.S. and Canada. Find this show and others like it at hoppedupnetwork.com, the spot for informative and entertaining craft beer podcasts. Good morning. This is the work with Mike Pete and Steve Gubbsradio.com live here at Dubco in Bayshore. We're here with Chris, but before we get to what we're going to be doing today, we have a few things we need to do. Uh, thank everybody. For the last five years, this show has been doing a, uh, a fantastic job because of my co-partners, uh, Mr. Peter and Mr. Steven. So, Steve, thank you very much. Where's Pete again today? Uh, he's uh, dedicating a new library. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. 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 yeah he in, was, Spok- in Spokane, right? Spokane. Uh, it was uh, definitely out of state. Yes. Yeah, I think uh, it's Spokane. He, he has a, a number of things he has to do. I heard bottle of champagne on the railing. I heard a number of things that he was in charge of. He seemed stressed. I told him, take the day. It's all right. Yeah. We'll be hanging out here it's, and drinking. Yeah. And when you get back, uh, he'll be joining us back in the studio a couple times uh, in the next few, t- few weeks, few months. So good to see Pete back in action. A little more regular, uh, you know, moving forward. Yeah, so, sounds good. Yeah. So uh, we're going to do uh, uh, something a little different here in 2023. Uh, we're going to start off by doing a live show, which we have not done uh, for a kickoff to season six. No. Season no. six, Steve. Let's go. Six what years. Six years of Antique Road Show. Yeah. Antique Road Show. Wait, oh, am, this I the, is am I the wrong Steve show? Yeah. Antique Road Show. <laughs> we're we're going to bring out this nice vase. This we have this vintage Brewers. <laughs> created around the same time. A little old as, and uh, crusty, but... <laughs> well, if we had Charlie here, it would truly oh, be... Oh, well, that's the, the original... <laughs> well, that'd be... Well, that's... You're going way back. That's more than vintage. Civil War Russia. That's like... Yes, that's exactly. like you need anthropology for that. Like, he's so old. Jesus Check his bones. Yeah. Brittle and frail? Brittle and old. Oh, and my goodness. Charlie oh, smokes... Um, all right, so let's uh, let's get into our sponsorship lineup this year. Uh, there's a lot going on, and we want to thank everybody over the last five years for being sponsors. But before we get to that, I want to thank and start out uh, by talking about Beer Maker. Beer Maker is your at-home brewing kit made with all natural ingredients. You get the grains. You decide on even some of the ingredients and the recipe. Sure. It's a countertop, all automated brewing system, all uh, kind of monitored by your phone through the app. Mm-hmm. And they one, offer one a gallon lot at a time. Of, one gallon at a time. They offer a lot of different varieties, and uh, the process is great for those of you who uh, want to just try out uh, more of the 
what, what amounts to a, a better indication of uh, what craft brewing actually is, as opposed to your old, uh, you know, Mr. Beery kits and stuff like that. With, Man, uh, you're making it easy today. Oh my God. But this is all automated, Chris. Right on your phone, you get to, you know, add your uh, your hops, your any old green addition. brewing. Yeah, it's wild. Wild. That's wild. Uh, a lot of cryo hops lately. They've been yeah. pushing out there. So something, and, and they're keeping up Love with cryo. the industry too, trying to get the ingredients that people are using in, in real brew. So that's important. Yeah, uh, go to beermaker b e r m k r dot com or visit our Instagram page. And in the bio, there's a link tree right to the site. And if you're going to purchase your beer maker kit. Type in the word in the promo code. Re- receive 10% off your order. They have some great kits and stuff. Uh, also, all the stuff that we want, like uh, drops for uh, balancing out pH and yeah. uh, a number of different tools of the trade that real brewers use, you can use with your beer maker. So go to beermaker, B-E-R-M-K-R dot com. Today, though, we were also sponsored by one of our favorite sponsors, Rosie's Draft Solutions. Stephen, take it away with Rosie's Draft Solutions. Rosie's Draft Solution is a Long Island family-owned business that provides professional draft beer system services, line cleanings and maintenance, draft beer line system installs, event dispensing solutions, and more. And more. And more. They are passionate about craft beer and making sure it has the same quality as when it left the brewery and is only done by making sure those lines are perfectly clean. clean. Nice. Rosie services bars, restaurants, halls, events, and all other beverage establishments, including home kegerator installs. Including. I like that one. Including. That's across there. Long Island and Westchester. You can reach them at rosiesdraftsolutions at gmail.com mm. or call them at 631-219-2075, Monday through Sunday, mm-hmm. 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Mention the wart. And I think now they are going to do start doing Brazilian waxes if you mention the wart. Really? Well, maybe not. That's exciting. I like that idea. Keep everything clean. Yeah. Yes. Next is the, the masseuse uh, table coming into the front door while you're getting your lines clean. You get a nice little uh, rub down. I like line clean, too. I like the way that sounds. Yeah. When you get your lines oh, clean. God. Jeez. Well, When's yeah. the last time you did line clean there, Steve? Uh, oh, God. All right. Well, thanks uh, to Rosie's Draft Solutions being a faithful sponsor of our program. They have been uh, one of the main reasons why... Uh, we could be as successful as we can by uh, allowing us to give back to our brewer guests that come on the show. It's really all about the cyclical, um, you know. That was a big word. Dude. Yeah, cyclical? Yeah. Yeah, but I couldn't think of the second word. I was uh, going to say something yeah. with a hand, but it, uh, the one hand shakes trip, the other. Huh? Yeah, then, yeah. Oh, God. I, I got to stay away from yeah. Rubbing backs and oh, stuff. Oh, my goodness. Hmm. I'm not going to get into back all at that. that. Uh, so thanks to uh, Rosie's Draft Solutions. Yes. Today we're also sponsored by Brewbag. Brewbag for your beer, pond, corn, hole. Go to brewbag.com or go to our Instagram and our link in our link tree. Get a uh, 10% off your brewbag. It's a great little outdoor game where you can play beer, pond, corn, hole. And now featuring uh, full branding, full vinyl wrapping on the beer, pong or brewbag. And uh, they have a they have a nice uh, little. Um I guess uh, not championship, but they have leagues now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, across uh, New York, I, I definitely know in a lot of different breweries, and yeah. uh, so uh, you can actually join a it's league, like a circuit, almost, a brew bag. Right? Yes, brew bag yeah, they, uh, they definitely stop here in the warmer months. So they do. Oh yeah, one of the nights. Yeah, they, there's a, a ton of uh, uh, breweries out, up, especially upstate. I think more because he's uh, up in Buffalo. Yep. So he's able to get a lot of the up 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 upstate people uh, involved with this. But brewbag.com. Uh, for all of those needs, and we want to also thank Brewers Hardware. Brewers Hardware for Brewers your Hardware. small batch or large capacity needs. Go to brewershardware.com, type in promo code THEWORLD to receive 10% off your order and more, and thank them for allowing us again to uh, have a nice little gift, parting gifts for our uh, brewer guests. 
And speaking of our brewer guests, we have Chris from Dubco here uh, with ahoy, us ahoy. at his home. We are at his home. We call that not, not literally, but well, well, yeah, well, well, well your second yeah, home. kind of couple away from couple home. of days a week. There's, your a, home. there's a couch here, so. yeah. <laughs> and a bag of green <laughs> and <Yeah>. some grains. <laughs> and. Chris, I want to start off because uh, last time we let off with uh, well left off with you, uh, you were only thinking about uh, having a second location. I want to wow, get into it that, that long. It was. It's been a while. It's been a it's while. Been a while. Yeah, years. And uh, I want to see how that whole process went. Obviously, uh, you have established yourself in upstate New York. Uh, Give us a little quick, uh, you know, journey into how that became to what it is right now. Yeah, I didn't realize that the last time I talked to you, I guess it was just an idea at the time. Yeah. But um, I'd say... And and uh, I actually think you told us the idea off air. I don't think you even said it on air. Uh, We we were having a conversation after the show. Yeah, you know what? I I think it was like the inkling. You know, we had been looking... I'd say, you know, we, we were talking earlier um, about how we did our big expansion in 2018. So it was shortly thereafter that, yeah. you know, we got this situated up and running. And uh, from, from the get-go, we know we wanted a second location somewhere, especially in the Hudson Valley. So uh, it, it took from, I'd say, 2019, 2018, you know, it took about three years to actually find something, you know, um, specifically in, uh, in, in the Warwick Valley, the Warwick area. My, uh, my wife's family's up there. We've been traveling up there for a very long time, and there was kind of a, a, a in my eyes, a need for a, a brewery. At the time, there was, there was really no one around. Yeah. Uh, tons of wineries, cider, cider's huge up there. Um, so, Angry yeah, Orchard is up there, right? Yeah, it's not far. That's, that's over in Walden. Yep. That's, that's not that far from us. Um, yeah, so it took a few years. We looked at a lot of different locations. Um, my idea was essentially just have like some kind of main street tap room, you know, or, or something close to uh, some other established populace. Are we calling it a satellite? We're co- right now we're calling it a satellite tap room. Okay. Now, when, no brewing is going on there. There's no brewing going yeah. on there yet. Yet. Um, Keyword is yet. Yeah. So uh, the timeline that I'm trying to be realistic with is 2025, okay. 2026 to have production up and running, at, you know. I built out the first brewery here in Bayshore, and then we went through our expansion. So, you know, I, I've kind of come to realization things don't happen as quick as you <laughs> hope or want them to. Yeah, right. So that's why I'm trying to be cautiously optimistic and say, uh, you know, it's going to take two or three years to get production up and running. And we've already had this property. Uh, we, we bought it in June of 21. So it's already been a year and a half since I've had it. Wow. So, um, yeah, I mean, we have uh, super long-term goals up there. We ended up not going the route of having like a Main Street location. We actually ended up buying a, a farm. Cool. Um, so that's not necessarily what we wanted to do, but we found this property, and the second I saw it, I knew I had to have it. Um, super cool. Uh, 50-acre farm. Yeah. It was a dairy farm for 300 years. Uh, the that's original crazy. barn is on the property that was built in the mid 1700s, literally older than the United States. Yeah. But not older than Charlie from the no, 1940s. No, no. Yeah, circa Charlie's birth year. Yeah. No, he had them um, as child's toys. Yeah. That was yeah. what he played that, with in the. Yeah. That's where he hung out as a teenager. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, we found this amazing property that we saw a ton of potential. And, uh, yeah, we ended up luckily getting it in, in the summer of 21. And, uh, Spent the next year building out just the tap room. So that's our satellite tap room. Yep. And uh, in turn, you know, that'll help generate the income for all our future projects. Now, do you have room for expansion there or can you expand? Is there? Yeah, we have, we have a lot of room. And that was, that was the biggest thing, you know. We love Bayshore, it's our home. Um, 
we are we are maxed out kind of with space and production at this location that we're sitting in today yeah. you know so we need hopefully you know in the future room to grow you know or at least have an option you know look like here in Bayshore we're just renting we've been renting this building for 10 years and from the beginning we're trying to buy it because you know that rent adds up over time yeah Hell and yeah. Um, you can't necessarily do everything you want to do in a building that you don't own so that doesn't seem to be the path of this situation in Bayshore. So, mm -hmm. I mean, we, we have a forever home up in Warwick, whether we keep both or move production up there, that's, that's yet to be determined. But um, Now, is that sustainable to do a production up there and then bring down here? Or would you? Yeah, I mean, it's, we're doing the reverse now, right? right. So we're, we're producing everything in Bayshore and we're shipping up to Warwick. Um, you know, we're doing pretty big truckloads like once a month, you know, five, six, seven pallets, and it seems to be working. Yeah. So if the situation did flip, you know, the coin and we only produce up there, it, it's not that bad to truck it down here. That five, six, seven pallets. You got to you gotta rent a truck for that and everything, right? Yeah, we use a logistics company. Yeah. Um, you know, a friend of ours and a friend of uh, the beer community, Rob Ditzel, he has a, a, Robbie. a, a logistics <laughs> company that, you know, he, he hooks us up with trucking companies and, you know. Now, are you still using, uh, you had at one point used Maltman, you guys still using... No, we, uh, by, the, by the, the luck of it, we had, um, we had, we had started using Maltman back uh, probably like 2016, 2017 right. when, we, when we started canning. And uh, we, we both helped each other grow in that sense. Yeah. And um, it got to the point, you know, financially where we were using him so much, it, it, it made sense to buy our own uh, canning equipment. Yeah. So we started that process and we actually took delivery um, in April of 2020, like two weeks after the world shut COVID. down. COVID. Oh boy. So well, that we, was we the were fortunate grace enough again, yeah. that you know everything we had in the tank now had to be canned. We couldn't keg anything anymore. So um, yeah, we, we kind of got lucky in that sense that we got that thing right when the world shut down, and you know we didn't have to worry about getting anybody in, and then the beer was stuck in the sure. tank. And uh, yeah, we've been we've been doing our own canning uh, ever since. Now, you, we're here for a reason today. We're uh, going to be embarking on a journey of uh, you and Steven doing a collaboration beer. That's correct. Uh, give mm -hmm. us a little rundown of kind of um, where the idea for the beer we're going to brew today it came from. And then, like, how did... We were drunk. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. Like, the actual no, story? True. Okay. A little bit of, like, the idea well, of, like, how it came to be what we're going to be doing. Well, I had the idea years ago. Yeah. And I just, it just, just, never, just never came to fruition. Right. And then we closed. Uh, and <laughs> and uh, then it got brought up again yeah. uh, out of nowhere. Uh, I mean, we've done a couple of collabs yeah. uh, of old beers that were barrage old beers. But this is a brand new. I love that idea. Never done because before. I love, your, I love your traveling series of uh, bringing back old barrage <laughs> beers. Yeah, it is. Series. Um, it's like a fucking circus, I think. <laughs> yeah. It is a circus, that's for sure. But I, I was super excited when you, you know you, you wanted to do a new kind of barrage collaboration. That, you know, that was uh, it was exciting. So I know I'm sure you have a million other beer ideas you never got to do. You know, I know I still have a ton of beers. Yeah, that it's, it's, it's always those ones that you just like. Yeah, I'll get to it. Yeah, one yep. day. It's yeah, in a day. it's in a cardboard box underneath his Playboys under his bed. Oh, Playboys really? How do you know where they bro? are? How do you know where they are? He showed me. <laughs> we looked at them like little kids again. Like, <laughs> uh, but this beer, yeah, this is a. Uh, it's a. I don't know. I think it's kind of like a new style. 
Well, could be. I don't. We're, we're, I don't know of anybody we're, that really we're, did. We're making it one. Yeah, you know, we're making. I, it I mean, one. it's it's a a cross between a couple different styles mm-hmm. that you know. I, I, I don't think styles, anybody's. Yeah, but I think the idea and the concept of like crossing those styles, and you know, I think I, I, I have faith. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's going to be. Yeah, I'm excited. Yes. Well, tell tell us about it. That's why we're here. Yeah, so it's going to be a Steve had the idea of uh, you know uh, he he was tight lipped cream ale. He, he was tight lipped. He's like mm, you know cream ales are kind of you know like a cross between a, an ale and a lager. Mm-hmm. You know clean malt profile. And I thought it'd be a good a good vessel to uh, to throw some other cool ideas in. Um, you know we threw some corn in there that's traditional and, yeah. and a cream ale. But then you know after talking about especially ABV and, you know, like, oh, you know, cream ales are traditionally lower ABV and we're just saying, you know, we're, we're from the same school where, you know, it's not less is more, more is more. You more know, is more and better. Yes. <laughs> more gooder. So uh, more we're, gooder. We're, we're going imperial on this one and yeah. shooting for a target, of, you know, high sevens, low eights, uh, eight percenter. And uh, we're throwing some, some lactose in there mm. and a little creaminess and uh, some lemon and almond, you know. Yeah. Now, a little bit of vanilla. Yeah, yeah, touch of vanilla. Vanilla, you know, in, in anything, especially with fruit, I feel is like that little sprinkle of salt on the top of a steak, you know. Mm. Like when you have those flavors, a little bit of vanilla just elevates everything a little bit. Now, you've, uh, we, we, we've had the cream ales. Like I just, oh, I, I just yeah. recently had the Genesee cream ale. We're, we're used to having that stuff at a, like a 4.9, maybe low, high fours, low fives. Lame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not going to be doing that here today. 8%. Uh, you're bordering on kind of high octane mm. imperial style. Mm. How do we keep, you know, what what are what are the check marks here to make sure that we're we're not going to cross that line, if that's not what you want to do? I mean, once again, it's it's a it's a clean it's a clean flavor profile on on a cream ale. We're just yeah. we're just bumping the, the ABV on it. Now, when you we're get using that as a vessel for all the other fun things we're throwing in there. Well, I was, I was about to say. So when you're putting those in there, the idea here is to. Constantly monitoring, obviously, ABV, but to kind of mask some of the heat that comes with a higher ABV with some other flavors. Like you said, almond and, and lemon. You know what, though? It'll tone it down a little bit. If a, a beer is brewed correctly or brewed well, mm. you're, you're not going to get that heat burn. You, you get, you'll perceive it slightly. But right. It's not like it's 18%. Right. Right. You right. Yeah, you're not going to get that. <gasps> but when you have a beer that doesn't have all the hops in it, right, or you have like a stout that's eight, sometimes I feel a little more heat there. When you, you can kind of mask it, yeah, <laughs> you can mask it a little better with some of the hop, fl- so we don't have those strong hop flavors here. Well, with this too, it's uh, the the idea too is you know you, it's just you know like this. Mm-hmm. It's going to look nice and and clearish and and have that creamy white head, but it's going to have these flavors that are going to come at you. Yeah, you know, well, like you, a flavor bomb. You when know? you look mm-hmm. at it from a distance, you can be like, oh, that's a regular cream ale. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you're going to put it to your nose. You're going to be like, nah, man, what the fuck's going on here? And <laughs> yeah. then you're going to drink it, and you're going to go, okay, what the really fuck is going on here? Yeah, That's the, it's the Jedi a, mind trick kind of thing. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, or as I like to call it, the mind fuck beer. Yeah, the mind fuck. Yeah. But yeah, in, in talking with Steve about this this concept, you know, when we decide to go higher ABV, we don't, we want that kind of flavor bomb, and you, you need the, that vessel of a higher ABV yeah, beer to, hold to, carry, to carry that through. Yeah, otherwise, it's just watered down kind of yeah. feel. Yeah. If you try to do that in a 4.9, it's like, meh. Yeah more flavor than anything else and and i think you know cream ale we we used to do a cream ale that was uh the clancy which was Ah. a white chocolate cream ale but that was a low abv and but it went over really well people really enjoyed it Uh, again it they looked at it and they didn't think anything until they 
got the aroma and then yeah then all of a sudden they you know oh shit what's going on here and mm. that's kind of this beer is going to be that way uh you know it's going to be again higher abv where you're going to drink and you're going to eventually know it after a few pints and you were calling it a, a pastry cream ale yeah is that, is that the category you can enter it in into the well, competition there is no yeah, right exactly uh, uh, and the winner is category uh, they, our category pa- shitheads right? <laughs> that's our category yeah imperial pastry cream ale just the other at the bottom of the yeah, uh, score other. sheet definitely other. other experimental yes i don't mind that idea now the uh the distribution of this we're just going to be doing it in kegs Having in tasting rooms both uh, up at Acres in here. Yeah, we'll do kegs. Uh, we're gonna can some of it off for oh. you know for for tap room sales. And you do have a label already. Uh, we got about it in, in the works. In the okay. works. Uh, our, our assistant brewer Jimmy is also our, our graphic designer. So okay. we, we kicked around some ideas. Uh, the, the we're using Sicilian lemon, which is mm. uh, you know even more uh, sweet than say a Meyer lemon. You know, mm. so you're not. Yep. It's not gonna be like licking a, a lemon you bought in Stop and Shop. You or know, a limoncello or something like that. Yeah, nature. so yeah, that limoncello kind of sugary lemon flavor mm. is what we're shooting for. Um, so we're trying to invoke, you know, like Italy and the Amalfi Coast or something, you know, like a nice mm. bright label. It's going to be a bright beer with the, with the yep. vanilla and the almond and the lemon in there. So, yeah, we, we, got, we got some cool ideas kicking around the label front. The, uh, the last few um, uh, collaborations you've done, you've done your old recipes now we're into a new one yeah um was this uh something that i know you said you were knocking around for a while have you tried this out on a smaller system something no, to this, this level is this is literally like brand, brand, brand new. new wow i mean i had the idea i i, I actually had it in my phone forever mm-hmm. uh because i didn't want to forget what it was right and yeah it's just been i find old books old books from like 10 years ago with ideas and i'm like yep. oh that's still a good idea yeah <laughs> Something that comes back around, yeah. you know, like you thought of a style or, or a, an adjunct profile and you're like, well, now that's hot. Boom. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. You, you hold on to things and then somewhere down the line, all of a sudden it, you know, presents itself and you're yeah. like, yeah, I think this is a good time to do it. Now, the, so someone's dropping off bread. Yeah, nice. Sandwiches. Thank you. Um, so the future here of what you want to do, or do you have other ones that you're looking to move forward in the collaboration? world with you have you have something lined up actually no Good. I, I just now it's time to take a nice spur uh, the creative juices yeah. again if you will you know it's just one of those uh, this actually might be my last club really yeah this might be the last one i wow. think i'm i'm you've, you've well you know what everybody's kind of done it all everybody's kind of done with oh yeah barrage okay they're gone we missed are them. they though yeah they're all because every time they, they come enough. out people are, are enough, shooting yeah. Yeah. Every time you post something, people are always clamoring. There's people. There's some still talks. There's chatter. Yeah. There's some chatter out there. Did chatter? Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, look. When we we were look, we were gonna kind of flip time here for a minute, but when we go into the brew house, we'll see how busy you actually are in these collabs and how backbreaking the work is. That's man. I'm shot right now. <laughs> shot. Freaking Chris is a goddamn. Put that old horse to work. Yeah. yeah he's. You know. You can't beat the old mirror. Knock the rust off. <laughs> beat the fucking old man so much and he drops. Yeah. The. Uh, <laughs> we don't need you dropping. <laughs> I've seen Steve drop. It's not pretty. Oh, no. No. no it's not. From from drinking but not working. Yeah, well, you drink well, hard now. We're good. You know, it's, that's a full time job. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, so, Chris, tell us a little bit about what's been going on down here. Your production facility, obviously, you're cranking out beers. You have a collaboration with Bright Eye. 
You've had uh, a bunch of stuff uh, happen. Yeah. You got another brew day tomorrow. Doing double brew day tomorrow. Yeah, we've been we've been rocking and rolling, man. And uh, this is we've, we've done a couple collabs recently. We've taken a break for them just because we were, you know, trying to keep up with reduction on stuff that we, you know, we have a like four or five core beers we're focusing on now. That was part of twenty two. Yeah, you know. A lot, of, a lot of breweries making a lot of great beers, so we, we, we pulled it in a little bit and focused on, you know, we have our Dubco IPAs are year-round. We, we have a, our Hazy Escape, which is a 5.5%. We don't call it a session IPA because that's a dirty word. Yeah. <laughs> we just call it, a, you know, our, 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 it's, uh, uh, we just call it a Hazy IPA, but it's only 5.5%. Yeah. People have really jumped on that. It's a, it's a crusher. And uh, lagers, you know, lagers are, are, are here again and they're here to stay and uh they're, they're some of our best-selling beers so we've been focusing a lot on that yeah layover is is a classic yeah it's a yeah, core I mean, brand at this point it is and it's one of those beers that i always wanted it to be and you know three four or five years ago when mm. he's was the big thing it was it was hard to even give away craft lager <laughs> and <laughs> fortunately we've, we've come back to like all right you know, people are coming in and then crushing lagers. It takes is, a while for those, you know, hype styles to kind of calm down a little bit. And you it's still, still have to there. have them. You yeah, still you still have, have to have, have them. them. But, you know, there's a reason lager is the most popular style in the world. Right. right. And It's um, only been brewed for thousands of years. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. And that was one of those, like, those core beers that I started brewing, like, almost from the beginning. And, you know, who was looking for, for lagers in, you know, 2016, 2015? But, yeah. You know, we, we're 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 fully behind that now, and we're cranking that out, and it's it's been hard to keep it around. You know, loggers they take a while, they take up tank space, but yeah. we're we're dedicated to it now. And um, yeah, so we, we that was kind of 22 for us, and then uh, things slowed down around the holidays. We're we're jumping on a bunch of these collabs. We just did one with Bright Eye that we're excited with. We're yeah. doing a beer dinner with them. At Hennigan's around that those two. It's a hazy pale and a, a West Coast style. Oh, that's cool. Uh, just brew with Noble Savage, and he's yeah. coming back at the end of the month to brew again here. Uh, excited about this Barrage one. What's the uh, Noble Savage collab? The one we have on tap here that we brewed up by Frank is uh, a Grisette, actually. Three and a half Grisette. Really? Grisette. Yeah, like a uh, big departure from what he's doing. He's doing oh, a bunch yeah. of, you know. Uh, heavy 8%. <laughs> yeah, he's doing a bunch of crazy hazies right yeah. now, which is great. And he wanted to do something different, which yeah. I appreciate. But when he comes here, we're doing a big old hazy yeah. double IPA. <laughs> there so. you go. You know, now he's he, he was uh, you know impacted by COVID and being a small place up in the middle of the North Shore, kind of isolated on an island almost. Yeah, um, he's really making a turn. It, it shows that you know if you the will is there, you, you can, build it, they will come. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. No, they will. They'll, they'll be up there. Yeah. And and if not, li- listen, his recipes, his knowledge, and what he does will definitely travel with him, regardless of having his own place or being with somebody else and, and being part of that. He's doing good things up there. Yeah. yeah, he's 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 really really dedicated. You know, he's he's been in brewing for quite a while. And yeah, it, it it took a beating trying to get open. Yeah, that, that was tough. We've heard that story, and yeah. it's uh, it's a nice place too, man. The the tap yeah. room's really nice. Yeah. The the brewing space is small, but for what he's doing, it, it works out. And he makes the most of his space. And yeah. uh, you make the most of your space. So I remember, you know, walking in. Right. So we are actually sitting in the old, old brew house, right? Yeah. Right That's where you're. You're the mash ton. Yeah. I'm the kettle. <laughs> yeah. No, we're, we're sitting. Um, right here. Yeah. I mean, we started, uh, we opened with a one barrel, which I would not recommend. Nope. <laughs> and then uh, we, we upgraded to a three very quickly thereafter. And then, yeah, we, we, we rocked that three barrel system for, for quite a few years. We actually, we just uh, sold it to Motion. Motion's yeah. using that. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I think last year, you know, um, 
we, we would use it even throughout the years after a big expansion for some, some test batch stuff and some fun stuff. And then, it, you know, when we got busy, it, it kind of fell by the wayside and it, it was kind of a shame, you know, and it, it was uh, it was nice to pass it pass kind of pass it forward to someone who was uh, also look you know jammed up on a smaller system looking yeah. to upgrade and crank out some more products so yeah we were talking to angel uh both in an interview with them and then a uh blue point yep. and uh yeah they've been making the most of that stuff for sure yeah because they're doing uh, all sorts of stuff besides i can commiserate with you know like not having enough capacity or wanting yeah. to do more than you can do so they, they jumped on it right away and i was happy to see it got a good home you know they're doing cider and mead and beer yeah, exactly they're doing everything they're doing and have it, yeah. the amount of tank space for all of that stuff to work it's that's tough yeah and in a one space uh strip mall <laughs> if if you i've seen the back yeah it's it's tight man yeah I, you know man. what i we're, this is a smaller space we're sitting in but it's 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 a lot roomier than uh motion yeah. have you ever seen ever seen the back of 27 eh? yeah, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. There, there is there is some tight quarters out oh, yeah. there yeah. so you know i don't i don't complain about that you know but um, and so you guys moved this uh now back next door so you took control of the next door i remember when yeah. i was in here uh, you know early on when you guys were relatively first open that was locked off and then it was a door but couldn't get over there and now yeah, there's so a that, tank as soon as you walk yeah. there <laughs> yeah so kind of went right when we needed it like again the timing was right yeah um, we were at capacity we had the three barrel system here, five three barrel fermenters, and then we had bought a couple 10 barrel fermenters from Sand City mm. um, when they upgraded some of their tanks. And we were triple batching every day to fill 10 barrel tanks on three. It's rough, that's a long day. Yeah, that's, um, I mean, we're doing one batch today and it's, you know, you're an hour and a half in, two hours, and you're still just sitting on it. And imagine having to remill, yeah, reboil. Yeah, two more times, and, and uh, yeah. You hear all yeah. 10 hour day easily oh, that's yeah, a long triple, day those triple days i got down to just over 12 maybe 14 hours like you know to and make 10 barrels and you got that down <laughs> yeah and today you know today we'll make 10 barrels in about five hours yeah so, so yeah kind of at that time there was a crossfit gym next to us and they had a double unit and they were their lease was up they weren't renewing so we, we jumped on it so we were lucky. They, they they have a double unit. They had already taken down the wall, so it's yeah. double the space next door. And since it was a gym, it was kind of a blank canvas. So um, it was easier, you know, to, to kind of work on everything and get it to where we needed get to Get to be. the drains, the plumbing, and then electric and all that stuff. Yeah. Your utilities, as they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, Now, you've converted this space that we're sitting into an extension of the tap room. More asses in seats, more capacity. Right. And you which have your bowel program back key, here. Yeah, that was key awesome there in the past well. couple of years with yeah. like, you know, the crazy restrictions we had, having to sit down and. You oh, know. Remember that? Yeah. That oh God, was crazy. I, I see you guys took the tents down outside. Yeah, we'd always take them down in the winter. Oh, okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we in the in the warmer weather we always have uh, seating out front too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we have you know we kind of took this room over for extra seating and store. Or barrel projects. We have a lot of barrel projects going right now, as you can see behind us. I was looking at Solara and Sonar. Yeah, these are all uh, these are all barrel aged mixed cultures and sour beers right mm. now. We actually uh, like October, November, December. We had a, a bunch of like clean uh, clean barrel aged stuff, uh, barrel aged barley wine, stout. Um, we had all that come out for around the holidays. So these are longer term projects. You know, the Solara would be at least a year. 18 months yeah uh, and you have lidar in the fridge over there i noticed that was yeah 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 
that that's kind of the tail end of that. It's sad to see those go because yeah. you know with these all these wild beers and mixed cultures, it, it, you'll never recreate that no. one beer. Yeah. You know, so it's. It's, Say goodbye to old friends. Yeah, but then there's new friends. You know, there's right. new friends. We, we're making new ones. That yeah, is. and we, we just uh, we were talking earlier. We uh, this past Saturday, uh, Gunhill up in the Bronx, they yeah. do a barrel aged beer fest, and this year it was predominantly barrel aged sours. You know, not not as many barrel aged whiskey barrel aged stouts and stuff, which is nice because that becomes a kind of a sloppy mess. Yeah. You know, these are a little lower <laughs> ABV. On the streets of the Some Bronx. More interesting styles, and uh, it, it's fun to see other other breweries what they're doing out there with these barrel projects. Now, you guys, uh, like you said before, have a bunch of stuff coming out in the next. Uh, well, you're, you're brewing over the next few days, and of course, stuff coming out always. What are the next few things on the schedule? What are you looking forward to? What's coming Actually, up in the season? Right, right now, what I'm looking forward to. Um, Besides keeping our our core beers in production constantly, yeah, how often do you brew those? Like WIPA, yeah. WIPA yeah. will do a ten every week or a twenty every other week. God, right now. Um, layover it's pretty much you know since it's a lager that's an eight week beer. Yep. Hopefully, um, like as soon as we're getting ready to package a batch, we're brewing the next one. You know, <laughs> so it's kind of trying to find that offset, and that offset's always changing. You know, it's January right now. Yeah, dry January. But we're not seeing that much of a drop off. It was busy here all weekend. It was busy up at Acres all weekend. So yeah. I, I yeah, think good. people are like screw dry January. You know, we're hanging. Yeah, everybody's doing damp. Yeah, damp, damp. January. Damp. Yeah, I'm not gonna like not drink. But I am soaking yeah. wet. I'm not January. gonna get. I drank well, my yeah. ass yeah. off for the last I was gonna say, two you, weeks. You're a little different. Ah, uh, post post Christmas, man. It's yeah. been uh, just drinking. Well, football's on. You got hockey on. There's it's so a many, lot going on. Yeah, you know, so you gotta happening. gotta wet the whistle. But people hanging out. You're gonna see like over the holidays. I don't get to see friends. I basically am you know tied to family. Right. And then it's after the holidays on the it's next few the friends, weekends. Yeah. Then it's all the friends weekends. And then we're going out to restaurants, going out to bars hanging out going to islanders games doing everything i mean same boat it's hard it's it's hard to stay dry january when there's just so much going on (laughs) yeah damn we're we're doing a a beer we haven't done a very long time that i think is going to be appropriate for the season and kind of like everyone's uh mind space right now we're doing our our belgian double double rainbow which we haven't done in years double rainbow it's a beer we opened with back in 2015 and the trend that I'm seeing, I don't know if it's I'm seeing it because I'm like willing it to happen, but all these traditional styles are coming back to the forefront. You yeah. know, we had just we we were drinking uh, our, our collab with Wild East is Italian Pilsner, delicious, and they're they're one of those breweries that loves to brew true to style, and they just fucking nail it. You know, and uh, and they're like next to other half basically, yeah. And so you have that good juxtaposition, like mm-hmm. other half and Wild East. They're they're doing like all the super traditional, crispy stuff. boy, hazy boy. Yeah, yeah. I was a Chris. So it's he nice. It's nice to bring the, or nice to get them out there and and to get the appreciation for these styles that like two years ago, you couldn't give away about Belgian right. or an ESB yeah. or, you know, a Czech dark lager and now like these are the things people are looking for, geeking out over, the normal stuff. Well, if we look at the the population, right? Uh, I think the amount of craft beer newcomers is less than it was maybe five or ten years ago. So now they're all kind of indoctrinated into the world, and they'll move along with the trends, and they'll also develop their palates. So as right. those initial like hazy IPAs got them into it, now they're like, oh, well, let me go back to you know kind of what I started with, with lagers and pilsners and the Bud Lights and uh, Coronas and stuff like that, yeah. uh, and bring it into the, the new age of the craft world, and, and that's exactly it. And I'm kind of in that way. I mean, I was indoctrinated with Magic Hat and, and Stone and Dogfish, yeah. and I'm going backwards 
after right. I did that to I was super into hazies and now I'm like I can go without a hazy. I could do, you know, a Pilsner and a, a Kolsch and, and delicious beer tasting beer now. Yeah, my, my kind of inauguration into craft was uh, the only thing you can get was Belgian stuff, German stuff, English stuff. You know, I love Sam Smith and, yeah. and yeah. any any Belgian I could find back in the day. That was like the craft beer section in most of the beer stores, yeah. you know. And then, you know, number nine. and I was you know, finding myself Nevada, really enjoying, uh, like I say, Genesee Cream Ale we had yeah. a couple weeks ago. Got a 30 rack of that, and we were drinking it like crazy. Um, and then, uh, it, like Utica. Utica oh, a lot. Oh, my Utica God. Club. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's uh, most, so most especially New York brewers, that's our guilty pleasure. Yeah. We, we always usually have, like, a suitcase of them in the walk-in. Yep. That, you have to. We, we, have, to. we have a mule. You can't get them down here. No. And even even up go. in Warwick, I, I, I look at the local stores. Really? And, uh, yeah, you got to be in Cooperstown. Cooperstown's like the the easiest place to find them. Our, in every one of our regulars, uh, Tim, he's got he's got a ski house up at Wyndham, so he was up at Wyndham a yeah, lot. Okay. And he, he always brings us back a case too. Thirty rack. Yeah, they're, they're gone by the next weekend. So oh, it, it's such an easy drinking beer, yeah. and they taste good. And yeah. that's the thing; like you want good tasting beer. Yeah. Um, so in the uh, moving forward, like through the the bow programs and all that, is there anything like you know, experimental or anything else radical that you have planned? You're trying to kind of make happen. I mean, not not for say radical or experimental. Um, there's always going to be the next hazy double IPA with a different combination of hops or some other fruited sour with different combinations of fruit. Um, but yeah, we're 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 focusing on like I said our core products this year and then sprinkling in all the fun stuff. And then I, I want to get back to you know doing more more collabs. You know, like we ha- we all have these crazy ideas, and then you get to talking and drinking with a brewer, and it's like, well. We- did you ever think of doing this? No, let's try this. You know, so that's the fun stuff that spurs the creativity going forward. Yeah. And, uh, and, and also keeps you grounded. Now, we were just brewing Bright Eye, and we're, we're showing their brewer our system. And they have a, a same equipment manufacturer, but just a different kind of uh, kind of equipment. And he's like, oh, why are you doing that? I'm like, oh, because of this. And he's like, I never thought to do that. You know, and it's yeah. like something stupid. You're sitting there drinking a beer, like just watching somebody do something the way they do it. And might be easier faster yep. or just different you know and you're just like wow i just never thought of that yep. you know because you're, sometimes you're, you're too perspective from a different angle yeah you're too close yeah. to it and uh yeah that, that's 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 what i love you know just getting out there and just talking to other people see see the brewing world through their eyes kind of yeah. you know so that that's that's our our focus for like the next six months and you know once summer hits, we're going to be, we don't even know coming or going. We're going to be so busy. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that, you guys always have uh, some great events here. Uh, well known as Dubtoberfest right, uh, right. in October. That's a good one. Uh, what are some of the ones you got planned on the schedule for this upcoming year? Um, over the, in the spring, I, I don't, I don't really know right now. Anything um, up, up in, uh, Acres. We're done. We're yeah. Up in the acres, we're doing a lot of smaller little events. We're hosting a uh, a fundraiser for some guy running for town council or something. Really? <laughs> um, we're we're we have a small kitchen up there that we kind of inherited when we took over the property. That's part of the tap room that's been uh, out of service for a while. So we're getting that kitchen up and running. So. Um, once oh, we that's have a, a little, you're doing a kitchen. Yeah, ah, once we have food up there, we're, that'll open up a lot more yes. avenues for stuff. Sure. But does that, um, uh, and up there with the food, does that now kind of handcuff you on other things? Like right now, are you dog-friendly and then campy? That that kind of thing tends to I mean, come and go. I mean, you are a That's farm, a question, so. I guess, for the Department of Health of Orange yeah. County. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, these these are things that we're we're navigating right now. We're hoping to get that figured out. Like you know, that was our goal. Like over the winter, when things kind of slow down a little bit, is to get that figured out. What's the uh, the vision for the menu? Are you thinking? Uh, we're keeping it simple. We're not we're not doing the food. I'm I'm a beer guy. I'm not a food guy. So we're kind of partnering with a, with one of our our favorite food trucks up there. Okay. So he's gonna kind of uh, rent the kitchen space from us and do his thing. Oh, okay, cool. So. Very very smart. Yeah. Yeah. And he can rotate it too, being a food truck. And, right. And, yeah. You know, he can yeah. Kind of change it makes, up on the makes fly. Great food, to. and he's kind of like pigeonholed right now. What he can do on a truck. So when he has a regular kitchen, he's got you know got a million ideas. You know. Sure. But um, yeah, we're looking forward to that. Yeah. And um, yeah, for, for winter into spring, there's not much stuff going on here or there. We have our big ski trip coming up in March. We do uh, every year. We we, we rent the entire mountain at Platakill. Wow. It's a cool cool thing they started a bunch of years ago that we. I think 2018 was our first year, 2019. You guys leave on a bus from here, right? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a uh, bus trip from here. We're doing a bus from here. I think there's a stop in, or another bus going from Manhattan and a bus from Warwick. So, Wow. Crazy fun day. A couple hundred people um, take over the whole mountain. It's just whoever whoever shows up and uh, on the bus and, you know, beers and breakfast and lunch and fun on the, on the snow. And it's not in January. No, thank God, because there's, it's not winter right now. So hopefully in March, it's, it's winter. It actually is winter. Everything's shifting very strange. Yeah, it's crazy. It's terrible. Um, so that's the next thing we're, we're really looking forward to. That's cool. That yeah. sounds like a lot of, a lot of fun. I remember some of the um, the trips from The Good Life that we talked about. I mean, they, were, uh, yeah. they were doing trips like that. That's so kind of reminiscent of, of those ideas. It's fun uh, to get back to stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. It's been it's been years. You know, It feels like things... Although, and, and on my end, that's great but i i feel like sometimes when we did come back it was a little overkill everyone to do everything at the same time yeah i think just a little bit of communication not brewery wise but in general in life for people to talk to each other be like all right listen we're gonna do this let's spread it out instead of having it all in a week or all within the month and there was a little bit there where everyone kind of rushed to do everything and then got burnt out yeah Yeah. and now there's a better pace of fun things going on right yes now, it is absolutely yeah. we're kind of back to uh at least mostly normal um somewhat what somewhat yeah <laughs> you're right you're, you're gonna i think you need more beer i think that's, that's, that's that is fueled by beer yes yeah, beer yeah. what is beer beer <laughs> um what did you do over the the holiday break steve uh what didn't i do yeah just way, way too much war. drinking. Yeah. My God, so, isn't that why same. January came in as dry or, or Man, muddled or bro. whatever, damp, whatever you want? Yeah, it's. <laughs> I got hurt a lot. I saw my you liver, on my one liver, of the hurt days. My liver is, was basically going on strike, whether yeah. I liked it or not. <laughs> it, uh, it, it it really had enough of me, <laughs> and uh, was ready to fucking like check out. So uh, I was like, ah, you know what? This January thing of not drinking for a little bit might be in my favor. Okay. Might not. You know, I might live for another year. So you sort lasted of. 16 days. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. That's yes. Bro, that's a, you got to yeah. start somewhere. It's you know, you got to walk before you run. Uh, or drink before you sip before you <laughs> pound. Or something sure. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Guzzle. Guzzle. There yeah, you go. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. Chris, you're, you're commuting back and forth, you're commuting from uh, from down here to up there, back and forth. How, how is the traffic? What are you noticing about, you know, the people it's coming not, and going? It's not and that bad. I mean, in my previous life when I was in construction, I was on the road all day, every day anyway. So, yeah. I mean, I don't mind the commute, and I, I leave super early or super late, so I'm not. Re- I'm missing the traffic, you know? You know, uh, you leave you leave at the right time, and I'm flying through in less than two hours. You have it's, it down to a science bad. now. 
Science yeah, of driving home right. Yeah. yeah. Science <laughs> of driving back home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um, and, and what's the difference, and I know you probably spent some time in the Acres Tap Room, difference in population between down here and up there, uh, difference in uh, people, what they like and, and the see- stuff that well, they're asking for? Going back to what I was saying earlier, especially at Acres, we're seeing that customer base leaning heavily towards those traditional styles they are yeah yeah. styles styles that they're comfortable with you know like we have we have pretty much the same tap list but um the lagers our farmhouse ale um our our stowaway stout which is a traditional american stout yeah those move a lot faster per se than like the double ipas or the fruited sours you know people which is what's happening here still correct yeah i mean here here's more i'd say it's leaning towards more you know, craft beer centric styles. Mm. The double IPAs and stuff are doing better here as opposed to there, but it kind of balances each other out. Right. right. I was going to say, so in the scheduling, you know, you're, you're kind of seeing that, you know, all right, so we're going to allot this many up there, this many down here. Yeah. You kind of have a sense for that already. Yeah. And we're, we're in kind of like a touristy area up there. So you still get, you know, we, yesterday we were, we were there and a bus of 40, 30 year old somethings came in and they crushed all the hazies. Yeah. You, know? so, <laughs> you never know. Um, yeah, and then there's, you know, uh, 40 and 50 year old guys sitting at the bar watching football and they're just crushing layovers, you yeah. know? So you, you think you have to figure it out and then you don't, and you know. But it's, it seems to be up there, like the, the safer styles that, that they know and love are what they're gravitating towards. So we're going to go into the brew house right now. I think it's a good time to go over and do that. Uh, let's check out uh, the process. You guys are going to go in, uh, kind of start. Uh, you know, getting the, the beer ready. Um, to, give us a to, little. Do I drink? No. Oh, I, I no, thought it happens that quick. I thought <laughs> you got that brewmate thing where we. Yeah, yeah, I, I, it's yeah. On the, we made that already. It'd be interesting to do. I thought you hit start, Steve. A full, a, full, a, full capacity, right. a full capacity beer versus a beer maker beer and have like a true like runoff of the two. Interesting. No, it's not. No. <laughs> no it's Sorry, beer really, maker. It's really. We have a real brew house. Here. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be tough yeah, to. You, I, mean, I just sorry. thought maybe it'd be interesting. Sorry. You know what it is? It's just, that's just a lot of work for a little beer. Right. Yeah. It's a lot of work for a lot of beer. It's a, it's a long time to wait, too. Or, or a, not a lot of work for me. Uh, right, right, right. For a lot of beer. Yeah. So. I have to still brew that double IPA, by the way, in that beer maker. Okay. I'm going to do that. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. All right. So let's go into the brew house. Let's, yeah, let's uh, see what's going on get to work. And then uh, we'll be right back All after right. this. Here's the word with Mike Pete and SteveGovsRadio.com. And uh, we'll be right back. We'll see you in the brew house. Govs Radio. <laughs> this is the worst on Govs Radio. Um, Sorry, what, what base malt were you saying we were going uh, with? We're using uh, raw two-row base malt, yeah. just a standard two-row. Some of the neutral flavor profile. Steve and I were just talking about. Morning, good morning. Going to use it as, uh, you know, like a vessel for all the other cool flavors we're using. The... Uh, Sicilian lemon, you know? Sicilian lemon. Sicilian lemon. All day. Which I'm intrigued, you know, I'm Sicilian, so. <laughs> Buongiorno. I call it bon Buongiorno. Buongiorno. Very, very impressed, Chris. You, you still got it there, bro. You're opening those bags like, like you, you do this all the time. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Steve's like riding a bike. I said with the first fall, day he came fall back off to brew. Like, times and you, you figure uh, <laughs> you figure it out. There's definitely an art to opening up. Yes, the grain bags. Yes, there is. And every bag's different. Yeah. Some are way easier than others. Yeah. That one's a nice little pull tab. Yeah. Oh, uh, 
We'll jam you like that. Yeah, so this is not premium. Okay. Yeah, we've been using like uh, BSG will pre-mill the fucking oats for you, so you don't have to change the gap setting on your mill. Oh, all right. But you didn't do it this time. Oh. It's all good, though. Thank you, guys. <laughs> make you go through it. Do some milling. There you go. What up? You still got the back for it too. I see that. I thought you were just banging out. Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, the toughest part after coming back and uh, being in the saddle. <laughs> Not being in the saddle for almost a year. Getting those muscles working Getting those again. muscles working. Yeah. Yeah. Now everybody can throw one in. Say they did their part. Yeah. <coughs> uh, I'm shit. the hop guy. <laughs> <laughs> Your hop bay? Hey, there was a nice barrage sticker at Gunhill. Every so often we find them. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we're using. I think it was Best Vienna a couple weeks ago. And we had a CIP on the mash ton. Spray balls got clogged. Like a handful of fucking pebbles. Holy shit. Oh, like a handful came out of the spray ball. It was wild. <laughs> Is that because of the cold? Yeah. Is it weather related? Or is it just what they... Pebbles? Yeah. No, you should not have pebbles no, in your mold. No, you surprise some of the stuff you see come out of the bags. Oh, my uh, God. Not as bad as, like, New York guy now. That fucker today. I mean, it's just what they pick up, but they have filtering systems for that, right? I mean, yeah. it's, it's through, yeah, it's I guess. Somebody, who knows? Yeah. Maybe we, somebody was cleaning out the uh, filter at that time, yeah. and some guy no, threw. Yeah. I mean, because now it's only 20 halves that we need, so yeah, you already pulled eight. Yeah. So you're getting your mold from RAR, obviously. We Most have a bunch of, of different suppliers. They are. I mean, like, that was one of the biggest things in the past couple of years with fucking COVID, yeah. is, like, yeah. supply chain issue. Uh, BSG's out of Rhode Island. That's, like, uh, RAR, Wireman, and yeah. uh, some of the specialty stuff. Like, we use Crisp. They sell Crisp. Or yeah. Simpsons. Uh, Country Malt sells Best. That's German. Uh, or Canadian. CMC, that's from BSG, and then we get our New York stuff. Like, we got an 1886. Were you, you ever using 1886? Uh, used them yeah. right before we closed. Yeah, and they were. Ah, yeah. I mean, they had gotten a lot better. But I got a lot better, and that was that was our predominant base malt for like a year or two. And during COVID, they shut yeah. down, yep. and they turned it into an ethanol producing fat. Yeah, I told Chris really about fucking that. hand sanitizer. Oh yes, right. Yeah, and, uh, you should take it off the top. Yeah, yeah. they make like, more yeah, money doing hand sanitizer yeah. than selling okay. grain. So. Yeah. My God. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. We're hoping to come back because it was like better quality. 
They hit the New York box. <laughs> but that's how it goes. We got 13 bags of malt. Yeah. I think 14. 14? 14 of base, two row. What are we going into? Six? This makes life a lot easier. Just having it shoot right up there and be done. What's that? I said it makes it a lot easier for it to just be dumping in there and having Yeah, having the grist case is a godsend. Like, luckily, we had the height to put it. Um, yeah, we were I mean, just you're, brewing you're, a bright eye. Maxing it out up there. It's close. We max it out. Like it, that holds just under a thousand pounds, and some of our recipes are yeah, twelve, thirteen hundred, fourteen hundred pounds. So you gotta like send in a under a thousand, start mashing in, and have a guy throwing bags yeah. in as it starts going down. Yeah, what we were you saying about bright eye. Yeah, we, we were we brewed with them a couple weeks ago. We did a collab yeah. over there. One here, one there. And you were like, oh my god. That's amazing. And I'm like, oh, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's like, no, wait till you come by us. Yeah. And the same thing is a guy like mashing in and guy just feeding bags. And yep. it's just like feed and go, feed and go. Yeah. That's what we used to do. Have one guy uh, over there, yeah. one guy up top. I mean, especially, you know, like uh, we're, we're double batching a lager tomorrow. So we'll mill in the first batch tonight. It's ready to go. Walk in the morning, pull it open. Milling the second one, you know. It's definitely convenient. Not as cool as a silo, but. Right. <laughs> <laughs> ah, silo's overrated. Yeah. Not until you see the price. I was just talking to. Uh... Whoa. Oh, Paul from Ghost. They're, they're, they're trying to figure out how to tie in GSB silos oh. and auger them over to the ghost side. Because yeah. it's literally half the price for green. Oh, yeah. When you get bulk like that? Yeah. Like, wow. I, I, think they, I think they get raw. Yep. And they get it for 33 cents a pound. Wow. That's because they're ordering so much. the bag is like 68 to 71. Wow. It's literally half price. You cut your grain in half. I mean, I that's... What I'm wound about is thinking about the last time I bought grain. Yeah, how much is that? <laughs> before before cents? COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, Wireman pills. It's like seventy-nine cents a pound. Oh. My All the specialty God. shits a dollar twenty now. Yeah. Yeah, there goes margins. Yeah. And what are you gonna do? Have a fucking twelve-dollar pint in the tap room? Can't yeah. do that. So you just eat it. You just be, you know. In January 1st, I got emails from every supplier. Due to ongoing yeah. supply chain issues, uh, we're increasing prices another 20%. But aren't they making it? It's not. It's fucking wild, dude. Like, Some yeah, of them are making it themselves. Like, where's raw based out of it? But the, the problem is, it's shipping also. Shipping that's is, not a supply chain issue. That's more like a transportation cost, right? Well, you know what it, it comes down to, too? One. They, because the industry was in such flux, they back off everything. All right, I'll stop so producing stuff. Stop, you know, workers not right. having enough. There's so many things involved. And when I think supply chain issues, 
I think more of the product's not available, but if you're the one making the product, it would be based off market <coughs> need, and you would just rev back up. I mean, if you need to meet the market demand. Well, also depends. what happened with everybody too? When the world shut down, everybody stopped production. Right. So Supplies like, that, when that through. fucking freight train comes to a halt, to get that back up and running again, you know, especially who knows how big, like, the raw malting facility or their their backup yeah, or their yeah i don't know warehouse supply yep. or the unsteadiness or you know what they do is they're like well a lot of these guys aren't doing anything you know we're not going to we're not going to do this we're going to yeah. take that wheat or that or any of that grain and now it's going to become flour for bread or, right yeah uh, yeah that's a good point Crazy. God forbid, make it hard seltzer. <laughs> yeah, that seems to have calmed down quite a bit. It's dead, man. It's over. At least craft hard seltzer. People still crush fucking Trulies and White Claws all oh, day. Oh, yeah. But yeah. But those are uh, 22-year-old girls and... Uh, yeah. And guys, we do uh, we oh, do like one or two a year. The, uh, the Long Island housewife, she likes a good yes, good white claw. Yep. Especially after the kids go to bed. I was just gonna say it's that crushing white claws all night. Yeah, you're right. That that whole kind of fad where everyone needed to have one on tap kind of dissipated. Now, you think it's because not just the demand, but was it? A conscious effort to kind of push that and well you know what if somebody had it and they were having people come in yeah you had to have it so, so then everybody's like well i gotta have it because they're all going to this guy because now i gotta have it. so it just went right across everybody had to do at least one yeah. realize and then you once really it didn't have to do no. that people could have one and you didn't have to. it sucks to make man it is not yeah. easy we we started messing around with it about four or five years ago on the small scale. First, like three or four batches, dumped it. Like, it's, there's, there's it's no, a different animal, right? There's no nutrients and there's no protein from like what you get from, from grain. You don't realize like how much, you know, how much is in there, right? Helping fermentation. So you just throw fucking sugar and water and yeast. It's like, oh yeah, like no, no, it's it's not like that at all. Then we got the process down, we figured it out, and it's not too bad, but like, it doesn't clear up. Even if you put biofine, you know, any kind of clarifying, it won't clear up. Yeah. So then it's like, fuck, now I gotta filter it. Because I'm like, if you're gonna have seltzer, it has to be crystal clear. Yeah. Yep. Otherwise, seltzer looks like dirty water. Fresca. Yeah. It looked like fresca. I don't know. So yes, and then we had to filter it. That's a whole nother fucking process. We do like one a year now, and it lasts the, the year. Yep. And it's, it's an option. Fucking stupid. Which one are they throwing in now? Acidulated malt. Acidulated malt. Now, what would that do? It's just an acid, basically. It's going to help. Uh, Helps conversion, yeah. Yep. We adjust our pH in the mash ton with acid malt. Okay. So, uh... They spray it with like lactic acid, 
So it helps balance the pH for conversion. Is that to counteract uh, local water or is it just in general? From, just in general. Yeah, it doesn't matter where you work. Yeah, I mean, you can use like liquid acid or we used to use like a buffer, right? I actually used to use yeah. acidulated yeah. a lot. This is right Heimskobot. <laughs> so yeah. like you're, you're not adding anything other than natural ingredients to yep, adjust. Right. Yep. That makes sense. But um, yeah, all my IPAs all yeah had this in it, and it's nice. Like we know at this scale, at a certain poundage, it's a half a bag per batch, and it like locks it in where we want it. Bigger beers, slow beers, you adjust a little bit, but yeah. it's around 900 pounds, 800 pounds, half a bag. Right, gets you perfect. working on oh start heating time. everything up yep. so it's uh nice and ready for uh getting the right temperature right, what are we targeting today for the boil temp uh gotta look at the brew sheet <laughs> I, don't, I don't know it's a new yeah. one all uh, right like little footballs what's up You guys did a collab with Noble, with Frank? Yes. Man, he is... That's another, bro, that's another thing, man. Bro, I brewed... The guy's, the guy's on fire right now, yeah. in terms of hype. Yeah. So, previously, before I was uh, dealing with that collab, it's like, oh yeah, let's do a collab with Noble Savage, make something crazy. Other heads prevailed, and they, we brewed a grisette with them, you know? Like a, a, a style super popular right now. <laughs> Like, uh, you know, I don't know. He's, he's, let's jump on his hype train. Let's do something nobody really wants or is looking for. But it came out nice. It's it's a good juxtaposition to a lot of shit we have on the board right now. Um, and then he's coming here on the 19th. The end of the month. We're doing a big old IPA here. February 3rd, he'll be here. But yeah, he's... Frank's an interesting dude, man. Yes. He he's so neurotic, but in a good way. Yes. Like, he's so fucking passionate. You know why? He's not jaded yet. No, he's not. He he's still like, loves so it, good. and he's still is. He's like, yeah, this is great. He's I'm gonna like, do shit the hard way. Yeah. Bro, I when uh when we did our collab. Give it a couple years, they brewed seltzers. <laughs> <laughs> when we brewed a nerd girl with them, he was just. It was like it's the longest day I ever had brewing. Yeah. And I was just like, bro, you do this all the time? This yeah. is insane. But he's making great stuff. So. He is. He is. Nah, he's meticulous. He's a great brewer. And you know what? He went through a lot to get open. So oh he's like God. fucking determined. I, I appreciate that, you know? I can, I can commiserate with that. But, uh, yeah, he's got, that, he's got that hype train rolling now, man. Like, enjoy it. He's got, well, he's got the heat miser yeah. pumping his stuff all over the place. Yeah. So. Big shout out to yeah, Joe. He, he just flew out to fucking San Diego. Yeah, I saw it. That was crazy. He's going to brew in North Park. I'm like, I don't know who that is, man. Yeah. It's like, it's the hypiest IPA brewery in the country. I'm like, oh, that's cool. All right. 
Yeah, besides Troon, Cellamaker. I met the guys from Cellamaker last year, randomly. The Jen and I went I was, out to... I was uh, out last year in San Francisco and went over and visited. And I met him in Park City. Oh, shit. So Jen and I were out there last winter uh, at snowboarding, and his brand new brewery opened up right in Park City, but Offset. It's okay. like, uh, the Utah laws are weird because like you can only brew up to five percent to serve in-house. Anything over five percent is to go only. So they only do like hazy pale ales. So I was talking to the guy, and we're there. And uh, these guys show up. He's like, "Oh, my buddies just came in. We're doing a collab tomorrow. We're shooting shit." I'm like, "Oh, where are you guys from?" They're like, "Oh, cellar maker." I'm like, "Oh, that's cool. I heard of you guys. I heard they have good pizza." <laughs> Taste, Steve. Has a taste. Grainy. <laughs> like dry cereal. Yeah. I remember when we did some of the beers with Beer Maker, I tasted every single malt. Every single the corn even. Yeah. I just wanted to get an idea. I, you know. Not coming from a background where I was brewing beers every week. Few and far between I get the taste. We're doing, um, so at the farm last year, we grew, uh, Cornell came out with a new seed. Still see what Jimmy's up uh, to. Two-row barley, they call it Excelsior Gold, shit. so it was like crossbred to grow. Yeah, we're over here. In like the Hudson Valley. Oh, shit. So like, we were one of five farms. Ours didn't make it to the malt house, it the, was too high a protein content, so it just became feed. But a bunch of farms had success with it, so those bags are just starting to come out. So we're doing our farmhouse with that that new New York grain like next week. I'm intrigued. So we're, we're planting it again in the spring. So hoping to get a usable crop this year, you know? That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, they're putting Cornell's putting a lot of money into it because a lot of the other varieties that grow around the country aren't doing well in New York. So they've been working on this since like 2014. Wow. To try and, well, also to try and meet the demand. Like, you're forcing it. We're at 60% now for farm. And it was supposed to go to 90 this year. Yeah. And they put a moratorium for like three or four more years. But like, once it's 90, there, there, there's, no, there's no support there. You know, like, they're not, it's never gonna happen. It's never gonna happen. So they're like, we gotta get more farmers growing usable crops, you know? There we go. So we'll see what happens, man. Well, like you said, if this if this seed works, if this yeah, and it'll be easier to get a better yield than yeah. I think it's it's like consistency that's the problem these days. You, you know, like, we've gotten some really shit hose. New York malt. All the way over. Yeah, we had uh, James Port on before the holidays hit. And uh, yeah, man, they grow a lot of their own stuff. Yeah, I was very. I think he, he's got, I think, uh, 
I was very impressed. What's his name, Anthony? Yeah. Yeah, I talked Tony. to him. Yeah. yeah, Tony. I talked to him. I think he said he's doing about three or five acres or something. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know what he's growing, but he got some usable stuff out of there. It's just tough. Like the year before, uh, we didn't we didn't plant anything, but um, everyone who had, had everything planted, and it's like a window of like two days where you need to harvest. So we had like uh, for spring barley, it's April to July. So like April fifteenth, it's right around Fourth of July. It's supposed to be ready. Uh, the whole month of July out of 30 whatever days it rained 27 so everyone lost wow. their crop in 21 so then there's another shortage in 22 because all of the 21 crop was destroyed that was upstate though I mean like the nice thing about him out there that's that's why all the vineyards like do well it's supposed to be like the best climate boom you know now you go you growing any hops? No. I don't I don't wanna get into that. That's a longer term project. You need more space and if anything I'm gonna do a small hedgerow just to make it look good. Anyone who's tried to grow them downstate has not had success. All the guys out east converted over to weed farms instead of hops. And the only 27 people, egg. Yeah. Oh, what, uh, hop, what was it? 27 hop farm? Yeah, yeah. the 27. Yeah, he had rose to ride, bought hops from him. Next thing you know, he's a hemp farm. Yeah. He makes more money off oh, the CBD yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. He probably does off the hops. Once farm. again, like, real farmers need to grow crops that are going to make money. You know, like, sure, cool. I'm growing New York hops. Who's buying them? What's the quality? Yeah, everybody wants. New Zealand, Australia, and obviously, you know, the big ones in Oregon. And yeah. There's some good stuff coming out of New York, though, like around uh, Finger Lakes has a couple good hop farms. And there's the big one up on Lake Ontario, Chimney Bluffs, like right outside of Fulton. And uh, we got some New York Cascade from them, and it's, it's fucking good, man. Been mash hopping with that. See, that's the, that's the only thing, though. They can't grow any sexy hops. Unless they come up with their own, like Cornell does well, some type of hop breed or... They did, it's called Excelsior. Um, we did an all New York IPA with it, it was pretty nice. But it still has that like wild hop flavor, not like locked in dialed like Simcoe or Citra yeah. or Mosaic. Like it still tastes, there's a wild aspect to it. Which I guess depending on what you're doing is cool, but... Do you think New York has the ability to to get to that point? I think it's just time, or I think, you don't think? I think we do have the ability. I think this, the toughest part is like selling it to the farmers. Like you should grow this because it's better for the brewing industry and it's good for the economy. But when they can do corn in a hundred days and get you know like there's a commodities market for corn, they know they're getting a certain price for their corn. Right as opposed to growing and maybe getting barley and growing and maybe getting hops and maybe selling that crop. It's a tough sell. Like we yeah. just had, um, 
up at the CIA in Poughkeepsie, like in mid-December, like a malt barley summit for New York growers and suppliers and brewers and distillers. And now it's like the biggest thing from the farmers. Like, it's kind of scary committing, you know, like you need a 200 acre farm and you're doing 50 of barley and hoping to make up the rest on everything else you're growing. Like, no one's going, it's not like the Midwest where you're like, we're doing 100,000 acres of barley. Right. It's, it's a something. supplemental crop. Right. Yep. That's kind of like a fun side project. It has, they, the farmers aren't sold on it. It's volatile. They don't yeah. want to mess around with it. You can't get crop insurance on barley. Now. Yeah. You get crop insurance on any other crop, you can't get on barley. Yeah. So it's, it's tough. It's a tough sell. Last bag going in. That's all she wrote. Nice. So Steve, what was the, uh, we went over the acidic malt. What about this one? Which one was that? That was the oat malt. Oat. Oat malt instead of using so oat, oat flakes. Okay. Use the oat malt, get a little more protein out of it. Um, protein I, I, body, head yep. retention. Yep. Well, we wanted a cream ale pretty much. And yeah. it, it doesn't fuck up your mess as much as, you know, right. as flakes. Yeah. Honestly, knock on stainless, <laughs> when we when we first commissioned this system, first beer we did was our wheat beer, our summer wheat beer, and it's a significant amount of wheat, it's 50% wheat. So I scale the recipe and the guys here from the manufacturer, and I get this big bag of rice hulls. And he's like, what are you doing with that? And I'm like, oh, it's half wheat. You don't need that. I'm like, dude. He goes, look, if we stick it, I'll get it unstuck. Don't put the rice hulls in. I'm like, all right. And sure enough, it fucking ran. And like, we, the, the beer we brewed the other day, like, I don't know, 200, 250 pounds of adjuncts ran fine. Like, this thing just, I don't know, I'm not questioning it. It just sends it. We don't need to use, uh, you know, rice hulls or anything like that. Yeah, beer, beer brewed on Thursday. It was like, 150 pounds of flaked wheat, 100, another 100 pounds of flaked oat, and it fucking ran, no problem. That's awesome. Uh, There's a know. piece of corn. Hey, a little corn sent in there. Right in the middle of a two-row bed. Yeah. <laughs> I see. I shouldn't say anything. Watch, we're gonna, we'll stick it today. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened with Frank when we brewed that grisette. It was like a six hour runoff. When we did Nerd Girl, old, basically old pills in the mall. Well, we weren't even boiling yet. We were like six hours in. I'm like, I'm like, bro, I gotta go to work in the morning. I gotta go. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't miss those days. Nope. I miss those days. Not at all. So what's the difference in Frank's process then? Well, he's doing, um, he's got an old, yeah, you know, no augers, he's his old by hand, it's. Yeah, dumping in over time, what does he have, a two, three barrel system? Yeah. So, a lot of those old systems, like, are, they're taller and skinnier, so there's like more static pressure, yep. they just don't run good. It's... Yeah, yep. <clears throat> oh God. Yeah, any, it's a anything, lot more work is what it sounds like. I it mean, is. You, it you is. see anybody with those old Blickmans with the extender, 
nothing but problems yeah. because the surface area they try to do it tight and tall like just like Chris said once you get that pressure down on it yeah your runnings are terrible mm. you, you, you're gonna wish you didn't that's been like a hot topic lately is like tank geometry listen to some podcast and it was like Joe Grimm from Grimm and uh, he got all these custom-made conical fermenters that are squat but wide yeah you know so they take up a lot more room but like his school of thought is all the hazy yeast is some kind of offshoot strain of the Boddington's you know the London yeah. 3 and then Conan and whatever 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 but like Boddington's in England has like these like stubby wide fermentation vessels and that's why you know those yeah. ferment the way they do so he got all his tanks made like in that geometry instead of the cone like those cones are 60 degrees yep. his are like 45. Mm. It, takes, it takes up more space but he thinks he gets better fermentation profile better ester production you know because once again it's less static pressure on the yeast all the yeast is packed into that cone eventually and like he thinks it performs better same thing uh i went to uh rushing river right and they're all open vessel but they're not wild they're not doing it to to get a you know a wild strain in there it's a clean room with an open vessel and they feel that excess pressure of co2 causes a different flavor because again pressure on top of the yeast right. um all the all the so all flavors every, escape freely every vessel has no top to it yeah. i was amazed i was amazed oh at it it's and wild, they, you know man. they make great west coast ipas yeah make clean beer yeah. fermented openly real clean yeah it was funny watching watching one of the Sellerman go in there and he's fully cloaked white you know freaking every like yeah clean a legit clean room yeah it's crazy man I, I love that stuff you know like it makes sense <coughs> Now we're just heating up the mash tun. I'm gonna throw some calcium chloride in here just for a little better flocculation, but I'm not really treating it with anything else. Got a neutral Bayshore water profile. <laughs> <laughs> that Bayshore water. Delicious. That water. That's uh that's that secret. That secret water. Nobody knows. Yeah. Um, we adding any? A hundred grams calcium chloride, say, right? Uh, we're using O5. Yep. Twelve pounds, thirteen. Do uh, yeah. do fourteen. It's a big boy. Sixty-eight, sixty-nine. Yep. Oh, this is layover. I did as well. See what that is on there. Um. This is Ray. So yeah, we have Straight to uh, 282. have no name for this thing. I figured we figure it out today. We were talking like Dolce de Amalfi or Karate in the Barrage. Karate in the Barrage. <laughs> Dolce de Dubco. That was a working title. Um, yeah, let me just check the math on there. You hit for copyright, so. Try to stay a little further away from the no-fetch <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, well, they won't hit you in the live stream. They'll hit you in the yeah, when you 282? Yep. And then it said spar 6.21. The calculations that we have. So what are they figuring so out right now? 282, right? Sure. For total. So 475. 475. Okay. Uh, so it'll, looking at volumes is going to get um, uh, strike figuring 10, out what we're going to what, what we're going to get out of this. 13. With the amount so of rain that we Right. Amount of liquid no, that's that. in. Oh, to that. Uh, so you should get 65. You have a you have a certain right? ratio you're going to yeah. get out yeah. of that. Um, what we just did. Yeah. So he's looking to get so many barrels out of this. Right, right. Mesh temp. 152. Oh, that's, that's yeah, what's yeah, yeah. yeah. So just doing the quick calculations. Okay. Of how much you want um, to pull off. lemon drop. Um, and Sriracha. First runnings. Of the going Whirlpool. 35 minutes. What does that do? If they're pulling out. Uh, no. Going to Whirlpool Sorry. for 35 Well, you want to. Oh, that's Whirlpool. Oh, they're both We Whirlpool. want this to be oh, a yeah, 8, eight, 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 eight that. Okay. percent. 8 um, yeah, no. 8% cream oh, ale. And was it? One oh, pound? Uh, call this. That's all we have. Pastry. Cream ale. Yeah. We call it the Imperial Pastry Cream ale. Sure. Yeah. You got it. Use it. Exactly. Right on the borderline of Imperial. Yeah. I should ask Paul something. Either way. Um, yeah, and, and get that. Change well, it over right into a cream ale. Yeah. Well, yeah. usually cream ale. Yeah. 4.9. I was just going to say, usually cream ale is in the 4 range. Yeah. We, can, we, we could have listened in to their conversations. They're all wired up. Okay. So. Ah. Here's some Just of the... Just 100 grams. The, 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 hey, by the way, I'll, I'll keep. I promise I'll keep the secrets as but, secret as way, possible. Hey, feel bud? <laughs> can you believe we have Steve he here? He looks slim. Such a dick. What a dick. <laughs> Let's see what we got going on. So what did you do? Walk me through that whole process of the milling into the... Oh, the so, grist, so just milled, had... just milled all the grains in the grist case. Yep, up top. Yeah, just heating up the uh, mash tun right now yeah, to get so it up Jimmy, to Saw Jimmy uh, working on some stuff on the automated system. Yep. So um, heating that up, trying you to get pretty, pretty much the salad on the, the on the steel, oh, yeah. if you want to call it, on the stainless steel before you start milling you know, in, right. because Actually, then you'll get the temperature yet. drop real fast if that's a cold vessel. It, you're going to throw the grain in there, it's going to take... Well, you think yes, about Greg it, you throw hot liquid into a cold vessel yeah. and yeah. lose oh, temperature okay. immediately. Right. You don't want to do that. You uh, want to find somebody in that massive building and um, see. That we're looking for, which is around back around back. I asked him before and I had to go check, but then I went back to you guys. Thank you, sir. 154. It should be right around 154. And hold that for... Now, is that a standard for, for the cream ale? Every, that... Everybody's a little different on what they want to do. Right. Um, we used to do a slightly lower, just like this, 150, 154. Some people do 156, 158, depending right. on what they're brewing, um, what they're looking to get out of it. Uh, lower temperature, larger branch chains on your sugars, so you get better mouthfeel. Mm. Um, well, like I said, high before, temperature, the cream smaller now, You really do want it to have a little you more. Want that you want that really nice mouthfeel, creamy. Uh, that's why we added oat malt. We're adding corn. Yep. Uh, got a bag, bag of corn so up there to add uh, egg retention, mouthfeel. Give me run around. Twenty yeah. pounds. Get shit done. Yeah. Yeah. The transfer, heat exchanger, right? 
That's the heat exchanger for later. Uh, <laughs> up to be pretty much. We got to love Fridays. Got to love Fridays. Ability to transfer over. Got the hoses run out. Good. What's not open here? You bypass. Bypass Wart Grant, so it's green. Yep. There you go. That's where they keep the lobsters. The lobsters. They keep the lobster. How many lobsters do you think you can boil in this thing? <laughs> <laughs> Be a lobster production facility. <laughs> I always thought that was a silly business model when they were uh, lobster ale. We had it actually at Governor's. We had the, the lobster ale, and I and no one what ordered was our it total? because it was lobster ale. Four forty-one made with lobster. Exactly. Uh, Nobody like wants that. That's so silly. I mean, there have been uh, like I know I, I actually had it. Dogfish Head did a ale brewed with lobster in it, and it was just the shell of it. But there's oysters like stouts that actually like use greediness kind of feel. That actually who did that? Stillwater did the surf and turf, and they use the lobster. Oh, well, uh, when I, where did, I was at G, GABF, and um, one of the offerings from Dogfish Head was a lobster ale, and he used the shells of the lobster in it. Jimmy's a lobster man. I'm a lobster man. Lobster. <laughs> you look like a lobster man today. <laughs> he <laughs> does. Where you coming just, from today, Worcester? <laughs> he just came off the boot. You know, uh, I do have to say, OSHA right now would be very happy. No shorts, <laughs> pants over the boots, not tucked in the boots. What's that old boot? Very good, very good. Excuse me, just one sec. Hello. Hey, what's up? Uh, 40 minute mark. Yeah. Uh, 40 minute mark. That's the way I had to do it all separately. Yeah. Down to this. Yep. Uh, yes, I know. Hey, I left the day bills out. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know I left them out. So can you call your dad? Sorry. Call I know I still have the buffalo again. So <laughs> when I get home, <laughs> when I get home, I'll give it back to you. It's the only thing that's keeping me sane right now. <laughs> keeping me we need to have an option to go to. It was a long ride, but it was enjoyable. Jimmy, walk me through what you're doing right now. It's up to you. Uh, getting our little base water at the bottom here. And then um, start sending in all this grain. There you go. Yeah, I mean, we're doing this Kettle lab. Kettle uh, uh, Our mesh tun is all nice live, and preheated. Preheated, so make it a little easier reaching that temp. Yeah. Start spinning this in a little while. Start boiling it so that gets real nice and hot for when we're sending it over. Wait today or tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, again, you want that vessel also, let's, so let's you don't just, lose temperature from the mesh gun to there pump, because yeah, you want to get see what's up going the boil as fast as you can. Use right. That to into having a That's the key to kind of that. Today or tomorrow. It's it's for a shorter day, uh, yeah, better yeah. product, obviously, because you don't want uh, your beer going over and just kind of sitting and waiting to boil. Make myself. 
And it's going to be a It's net. all about efficiency. It really is. Really is. Moving. Especially when you have a Time two, is money, baby. two brew day that you had, they're going to do. So you guys are doing a two brew day, uh, double batch tomorrow? Yeah. Or? 20 barrel of our layover lager. Okay. Which is like layover. best selling beer right yeah. now. Lager, baby. We got 20 barrels of that, another 10 barrel of that. We just did 20 barrels of our Italian Pilsner. If you, if you just force it down to people's throats long enough, they'll just start drinking. <laughs> You find it everywhere you go. IPAs and yeah. well, let me tell you, I was at Total was Village Lantern, and I drank fucking pilsners and German food, and it was wonderful. Yeah, yeah. it was wonderful. I the place had the, the best. Uh, yeah, that's right. The Dunkel. The Dunkel. Yeah. Love a Dunkel. Mm. It's four seventy-five as a total. So we'll have to start. I had to laugh though. Topping that off. Dan is like, oh my god, I'm only having two beers today. She's like, I right, good. And I ordered a liter. She's like. <laughs> So I only said two. Yeah, two. Didn't say how much. The size of them. The, or the fluid ounces. Yeah. All right. Get it on. Could be two liters. It was delicious, by the way. It was oh, very good. And the food was the food. fantastic. I had the schnitzel. That's what I had. Oh, so good. Oh, no. I had the Ruben schnitzel. Yeah, the Ruben schnitzel. I had um, pork schnitzel. Oh, so good. We were just talking to somebody about Vigilante last night. That's, that's weird. Wow, that place oh, so is so good. good. Right? Great beer selection. And they actually do have an IPA on. Yeah. Let me go up there. Work on the work. Ugh. Need like a steady can. That's what I need. And we're sending the grain in. There you go. It's a cool little tornado effect. It's the mash hydrator. So the grain's falling into here. The water's creating like a little Venturi effect and hydrating all the grain as it's falling in. So it's not dry grain hitting wet, you know, the water. It's, it's hydrated it before too, it goes right? in. Like drawing it down by doing that as well. Yep. No floaters. <laughs> You're locked in right at 165. Beauty. Love it when the plan works out, right? Yeah. You're liking your automated system? This is it has its advantages and disadvantages, but we worked around a lot of the disadvantages yeah um, how long have you had that installed since day one or are you no there? this guy we put in here in 2018 okay so yeah you've so I mean grown full of it we've sent we've made a lot of beer we you know we kind of worked through a lot of kinks and stuff because um, like all the valves are automated and it's all hard line so like if you want to send something somewhere it's not supposed to go you have to figure out a workaround Almost. Thanks, Bill. What a two shots. Now, 
Uh, filled to capacity, how long does it usually take for all the grain to fall in? Half an hour. Really? Yeah. So, so that's so we're doing like this thing's happy place is flowing in at 16 gallons a minute. Okay. We're doing just under 500 gallons. Right. And I like to, I like to make sure all the grains in. That's the thing. Like. The grain has its gravity fed, right? So the grain has to be dropping at the perfect speed to hit the water at that perfect flow rate of 16. So you're, there's not too much water or too much grain. Right. I'd rather have all the grain in and have to add a little more water than run out of water and there's still grain going in and then it's like dry and yeah. chunky. And Once again, that's just like knowing this things ins and outs in particular is sweet spot. And it, that changes with different grain too. Like we'll have some batches of barley that are more absorbent than others. So you're like, oh man, this is like weird. It's super dry, but the, the math is the math. You know, it's 1.25 gallons. That absorption rate on some of this, do you know that? Yeah, going the absorption into it? rate is different on all the grains. Right. But, but like, do you have, you have a map to that? Like knowing that, okay, uh, you know, this raw malt that you're going to be using is. Yeah, for the most part, like, it's the numbers we were crunching over there. You yeah. know, like for this system, we do 1.25 quarts of water per pound of grain, and that extrapolates to you know the right amount. Our our strike volume, and then that that that's how we get like you know our efficiencies and volumes when we're we're in yep. the kettle. The 10 barrel system, but like our boil line's 11.8 barrels. Then there's loss to the transfer to the fermenter. And after the fermentation, there's loss. So we end up with just about 10 barrels on a 10-barrel okay. batch, which is nice. You know, like yeah. we, we try and squeeze every drop out we can. So as a collaborator, this is pretty much what you're... Uh, this is what I do. Yeah. Stand around and watch. Yeah. That's nice. Talk about things. The, I'll, uh, I'll throw hops in. And uh, corn. I'll throw corn in. Yeah. The, uh, I'm excited about the corn. You've been saying I'm that. so excited about the corn. <laughs> but honestly, that's like the best part about the collaboration is like the back and forth trying to figure out the recipe and where we're going and what we want. And you guys communicated. I mean, this is something I'll probably talk about. But uh, well, well, this prior I, to this and knowing what you were doing. This idea I had back from 2019 yeah. and never got the chance to actually brew it myself. Yeah. And I had brought it up, uh, John, who was uh, a brewer here for a while, we had talked about it. He has since left and gone to other things. And, uh, but Chris was still on board, wanted to still do, you know, do this collaboration. So we spoke back and forth uh, about what we were looking to get out of it. Um, what the profile is going to be, uh, sent the recipe back and forth on a grain bill. And we were, I mean, pretty much right on, right from the beginning. We, ideas were basically the same. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this beer, this beer will be a little bit of a mind fuck for people. It's a fun one. It's a yeah. fun one. It's yeah. a good concept. All right. You want to do your thing? Throw some corn in there, buddy? Uh-oh. I'm going to throw corn some time. corn in. Corn in, corn out. 
I like corn because, you know, it sticks around for a few days. <laughs> You'll see it again soon. It's funny, Steve was breaking my balls on the interwebs one day. I guess I had posted a picture of me mashing in. And of course he, he goes, uh, your rakes go backwards, bro. And I'm like, yeah, you know, like I throw adjuncts in. I like to reverse, you know, the flow of the rakes when you're spinning it, because right. it kind of like pulls it back into the, the stream of water a little bit. I feel like you have better, a better mix on it. So he just did that to me. Yeah. So I just asked. You just, and you I told just, him I like to go both ways sometimes. Yeah, know? that's it. You go forward, reverse. And not that there's anything wrong with that. No. Ah, uh, And there we go. Some nice kern. Yeah, see how like the plow pushes the corn back under where the grain's falling? And I feel like it breaks It breaks up like whatever. It's like corn. Yeah, it breaks up the chunky boys. Here, make yourself useful. Throw that in there too. Oh, wait. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, uh. Oh, good, good. You're that was killing it today, Steve. Oh, that was a He's pro. That was pro right there. It takes years of knowledge and. Well, yeah, all that's sorts why you know you're my guru. You're my guru. You don't even have to put your own stuff back away. Now nah, we got a guy for that. Yeah, good guy. <laughs> the guy that does that. So, are you going to look to hire someone? Or are you going to just keep moving Jimmy up the ranks and get a little... He's doing good. So, uh, let's see. We, we got it for now, and then like maybe and it gets a little busier in like, well, only March, April, May. Well, you having to... Yeah, you know, it's a lot. Yeah, especially, you know, wife, kids, another facility up, you know, where you're yeah. living. You know. Yeah. You know. I mean, you could always put a cot here and just... I, I've slept here many a time. Well, that that's for a different reason. True. When when True. when you 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 don't know your own name and what day it is. It's called be responsible, Steve. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's a it's a pretty comfy couch, I gotta say. You have a couch. Yeah. Rain bags are really very nice too. I heard. <laughs> we could ask Joe. Joe slept here uh, one or two nights on the grain bags. Joe, Joe slept <laughs> many places on grain bags. That's savage. Actually, I meant to call him. We haven't. He hasn't made his way around here in a little bit. I was going to check on him. It's been a couple weeks since I've seen him. He was at uh, GSB at the Nightmare release. Oh, he was? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, have you seen Joe? I feel like we haven't seen him in weeks. Nah, it's been a minute. Yeah. He's doing dog stuff, you know? Yeah, he actually watched my dog. Yeah, there you I go. went away for a few days and he yeah. uh, came and took care of the pup. He loves it. Yeah. As I was thinking about, like, I don't know. Face to Face came on my playlist on the way down here this morning. I'm like, I know it's like Joe's favorite band. I'm like, I should call and check on Joe. It's been a couple, uh, couple weeks. <laughs> Disconnected? Yeah. It's usually the one that plays. Yeah. Say so you gotta, gotta wake up at five in the morning, right? You need something to get you down here. Coffee only gets you so far. How long is going up the Syracuse? How long does it take you to get down? That? Uh, less than two hours. Oh, okay. Oh, I did hour 45 Especially today. in the early morning, yeah. I was but, thinking to myself, too. It was like, a holiday, yeah. so way later. It didn't dawn on me it was a holiday, because like, I know where it always slows down, and I just fucking flew right through everywhere, and I was like, oh my god. 
the hell? Yeah. I'm looking at the time. Wait, what I'm day like, is what this? What day is this? Yeah, is it Sunday? Sunday? What the hell? Yeah. Did I fuck up again? I would have came in and brewed if it was Sunday anyway, Steve. <laughs> I showed up and no one was here. You got to get shit done, bro. Already down here. Might as well. Yeah. A lot of grain. It's going to be a big old beer. I'm glad we went this route. Because, you know, we, we come from the same school of thought. You know, like, less is more. Now, fuck that. More is more. No, I, I, I want people to go, oh, wow, this is a really light beer. It tastes great. And then two beers in, they're like, hey, well, I'm all fucked up for <laughs> What's the biggest beer you ever did? Uh, that was Death Dealer. That was 14... 14.3, something like that. Yeah. Wow. That, I, that was like a three-hour boil barley wine with added malt extract on top of it. And, yeah. And uh, it was... What was the style? Uh, it was barley wine. Oh, the barley wine. Sorry, yeah. you said that. Yeah, uh, yeah that, was, that was a big boy. Bottled that, 750s? Uh, we... No. We only had it in kegs. And we actually had... One keg for two years we kept, and then we released it one of the anniversary parties. Yeah. And we had like a ver we had a, a vertical of four of them for like oh, different years. And did it hold up? Yeah, it was yeah. fucking delicious. Mm. It was more on a sweeter end. It was more of a an American style than an English style, which is kind of drier, yeah. but still high ABV. So I see a Blue Point was. They put something out there, and they were like, hey, we're, we're going to go revisit one of our beers we haven't done in a long time. Can you guess which it is? And I'm like, ESB. Everybody was like, you fuck. Who the fuck told you? I'm like, I guess I got it right. I knew you were going to say uh, oh, the art of science, or yeah. it's uh, a sure thing, too. Oh. <laughs> I'm bringing back all the cell No, I'm not bitter at all. It's all right. No, it's no, all right. no, no. Or a rainbow cookie stout. It got one better though. Uh, so obviously we had the Rainbow Cookie Stout, and uh, over the summer we did a collab with Wild East from Brooklyn. Make amazing lagers, super in-depth process, double decoction, step mash, whole, they're, they're into it. And we've been talking for over a year, we wanted to do like an Italian Pilsner. They had never done one, we had never done one. We both love like Lupulo and uh, you know, Pivo Pills. We finally brewed it over the summer, and uh, you know, we're trying to rack our brains and what to call it, you know, all things Italian. So we came up with Gavone, you know? So, big hit, great beer, we just brewed it again. And uh, lo and behold, we see a bre another brewery, Bridge and Tunnel. They came out with a rainbow cookie stout called the Big Gavone. I'm like, man, you're just <laughs> getting us some both shots. <laughs> but. There's only so many clever things and clever names. Yes. I don't get bent out of shape about that anymore. Yeah, and if it's something that is a saying or whatever that everybody, it's already been taken. Yeah. You know this. It was supposed to be called Gabagool, and then San City did Gabagool Pale Yeah. Yep. And uh, I swear this place is Mike. <laughs> I mean, like, right now it is. <laughs> right, right. But, but for truth. 
Yeah, so this beer is going to be called Your Mother's a Whore. <laughs> See who picks that one up. Five new breweries. Coming out with Your Mother's a Whore. Your Mother's a Whore. We've thought about that, like, writing fake names and seeing if they pop up. Say, no one's supposed to be back here except the guys, but, you know, we have our little name board. Somebody, somebody has cut into the, hacked into the cameras and called, like, call letters, like, Elon Musk kids. <laughs> we doing a four-hour boil today, Steve? What? Four hour, about four hour boil? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we look for what, 11, 12 percent? <laughs> Squeeze every inch. That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> and I was surprised that name didn't come out as sooner than it did. That's what she said. There had to be a, a million people that would have yeah. thought of that. Nope. I mean, look, we're all chubby middle-aged guys who drink beer. We all yeah. watch the same movies, right, right. we're into the same shit, so like, we're gonna come up with the same names. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, it's just, okay, don't be sad. I just watch them. Close the bay door. And all that and looks that like truck. it's flurrying like crazy. Yeah. And now, it's, now it's fucking stuck yeah. on there. <laughs> Look at him, he's looking up at We want to get her all in there like as quick as we can, mixed up right. nice as we can, so we get oh, the oh, gradient we're looking right. for. We're looking for 152 today, yeah, which is like the average mash temp to get to what <laughs> Literally just we're looking for. That's awesome. We're actually right at 151.5, which makes me happy when we're that close already. It's like a little bed That's what I'm looking It does. Oh, that's what it was. Oh, Get a nice conversion that's rate out of this. That's nice. Why you have the kettle open is it's losing heat, obviously. So how are you reintroducing heat? So like we're, we want 152 yeah. for the mash temp. We're going in at 165. There's 13 degree temperature differential. Oh, yeah. This time of year. You're accounting for the drop. You're accounting for the drop in temperature, the, the, the ambient temperature, the grain, you know, like it's yeah. 50 something degrees in here. In the summer, it goes down to like nine degrees when it's hot, the grain's hotter. Right. So you need, you know. Well, I'm starting to feel it over here. The weight and the pressure coming out. We got a barrel left to go. <laughs> Jim, you want to pull out the yeast and uh, degas it, please? Yep. Pull out your yeast. Yeah, we're just going straight 05 on this. Nice, clean, neutral. Unless we want to do a hazy pastry called up uh, cream ale. Hey. You even make the noise.
So Steve, why uh, dry January? Why do it every year? This year? What do you? Yeah, because I get out of hand between uh, Thanksgiving and New Year's. So when I picked today, I, I didn't realize it was a holiday. Oh, you didn't? No. That's why I, I'm like, well, Mike was like, oh, he's like, he's off. I'm like, I should be off. So yeah, that's that works. Courtney's off, stuck at home with Grayson. Yes. Call that a win. You told, you told her, you said you had to be here today. Of course. Yeah. It just seems fitting, like, we do collabs on Martin Luther King Day. Yeah. And I was hanging out with Kyle on Saturday, and I brought up our last Martin Luther King Day collaboration. Yeah. I'll tell you that story, and then you could edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> that one. All right. 282, we are all in, and we are exactly 152 degrees in the mash tongue. Perfect. Hi. For me? That's what I always yeah. wanted. Thanks. <laughs> Go on. Thanks, Paul. Go done. Where'd you get this from? Nice. <laughs> all right. How, uh, how you feeling? Did you get a post? Right. Uh, now we got, uh, yeah, we, got, we got some 45 minutes. All right. We'll get back to uh, yeah. the next, pro the next yeah. step in the process in a little bit. This is Ghost Radio, and you're getting drunk with Mike and Pete on the word. Oh, couldn't do a smiley face. Rarely ever get the smiley face. I feel oh. like it always falls out. I feel, I feel like uh, I'm not a good wart wrangler if I don't get the smiley face. You're not a good wart wrangler, sorry. You can do it now. See if we can make the smiley face. Oh. Oh. There nope. it is. Oh, He's got the rake scones. He's got the. So we are graining out uh, everything. You see the you see the boiled out. You see the line of, of corn. corn. Yeah. Now is that settling? Is that the? Is that like just its its gravity to where it sits in the yeah. just so happens well, to be where, that way? where we put it in. Because we we added. Oh, when you put some was on top and on bottom. Yeah, I yeah. guess I guess you're right. It pretty much fills the whole thing with grain, right? Pretty much the whole thing was filled from start to finish. Yeah, this is about nine, what is it, 900 something pounds. Jesus Christ. That's I got, nice. I get like 13 and change in here. So you said you have a, a company that comes, grabs the spent grain. Yeah, this guy's got a farm up somewhere in this constant Mount Sinai, somewhere up there in wild, wild north, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, now, yeah. They give it off to animals and stuff like that? Or yeah. They... Yeah, he's got pigs and chickens. Yeah. They actually sell, he sells the pork. He's brought us, like, uh, ham steaks and bacon and shit. Nice. Yeah. And then we got one year, we got the pig for the pig roast. But he, like, fell off over the summer. I don't know if he got busy. And it sucks, like... Yeah, what's I mean, it, it hasn't been that cold. But, like, days where it's fucking 10 degrees out, like, yeah. there's a guy... Uh, at the door with the button, like guy fills up the grain, shoots out, he closes the door real quick, uh, and he honks the horn, opens the door, because <laughs> it gets it gets fucking cold in here. Yeah. But yeah, we if we're not giving it to the farmer, it just goes in the dumpster. 
Yeah. Rather see it go somewhere else other than a landfill, but yeah. honestly, I mean, all you're really doing is like making compost, and it yeah, goes in the fucking exactly. landfill. It's not. Oh, like, that's like uh, guys over James Fork. They use it. Yep. Not only for feed, but they'll use it as for in compost. And yeah. It'll retain water. You can use it in potting. Oh, um, and because it's hot and wet, it'll fucking start oh, yeah. deteriorating real start, quick. Yeah. Start fermenting. Uh-huh. Did you know when they distill that they, they like, boil the fucking grain, too, and, like, add yeast to the mash? Really? Yeah. We went to uh, the place in the city uh, last week, Great Jones. Oh, Great Jones, yeah. And we, we did the distillery tour. Which is super cool, except uh, they don't distill in Manhattan. <laughs> they say they do, but no. If you look, if you look, if you look at the bottles, distill the bottle in Warwick, New York. <laughs> so Oops, I was like, "Oh, you. what's uh, what is this all about?" And uh, what block are you on? <laughs> I know exactly where they are. It's a uh, Black Dirt Distillery, but they said they were contract distilling there. And it made sense to just buy the distillery. So they bought that distillery and that's where they make everything. Holy shit. Yep. There's a bunch of places that do things like that, as we've come to know. The yeah, place is not an beautiful. Practice. If, you, if you're ever in that neighborhood, you gotta go. Oh, it, Ray Jones? Yeah. Where is it located? On Great Jones Street. Uh, it's like kind of a flat iron building. I was down uh, Tribeca, went to a place called the Brandy Library. Nice. Oh my god. You like your brandy? Uh, well, it's the thing is, it's every spirit you can think of. Mm. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of bottles on the wall, all around the whole room fantastic rare shit that you don't find can't see that is cool yeah we went we went and to, right at the end of the block yeah. right on the corner is the ghostbuster building oh is it yeah the old fire firehouse the, fire yeah. the uh we we all went into a professional bull riding at the garden oh geez and then we went to uh Great Jones. It was fun. It was a good day. Those fucking bull riders are nuts. Well, I guess when you live up state, you, you, you got to get into that now. Oh, bull yeah. Riding I, and... I didn't go full cowboy yet. <laughs> got ATV? The got, the ATV boot, yet? got the boot yet? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We yeah, have a, gotta have a, we have a side-by-side. -side. It's funny, like the city... And all of its glory. Every like five blocks, it's a brand new town. It's a brand yeah, new place yeah. that has their own little hidden gems and places the locals go and a story behind it or whatever it is. It's we just went so to McSorley's. Much. That was my first time going to McSorley's. Uh, oh, I love really? McSorley's. We closed it down, man. Light or dark? Light <laughs> or dark? Darks all night. Yeah, darks all night. We fucking closed nice. it down. That's awesome. We did the math. Like we were there. We were only there for two hours. How many how many darks did we have at McSorley's? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, what, they're like six to eight ounces? Yeah, eight like ounces. eight ounces. But still, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's putting a hurt on. Yeah. You know, great idea at fucking midnight. Did you end up uh, finding a table? Uh, yeah, we walked right in, and there were, there were five of us. Yeah. We got a fucking table right away. Nice. And the, the, yeah, guy the, thought, the guy part. thought he knew Bill. He's like, oh, how you doing, man? <laughs> Bill's like, yeah, hey. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. So six we're like, oh, uh, yeah. We're, with six we'll, take, we'll take five. He's like, you're getting 12. Like, mm-hmm. all right. He just kept bringing rounds of 12 over. Yeah. You're getting 12. That's awesome. Yeah. Good old McSorley's. That's why I enjoy it there. It's very simple. You don't have to know a lot. Dark or light. Light you fucking want. Sit down and shut up. Sit down and shut up. All right. Have fun. We'll keep keep shoveling your way. We'll keep fucking pouring them for you. At the end of the night, you owe us $62. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. And it was, now, where I think it was like brew? 200 bucks. Yeah, it's, it's like nothing. And we, we drank heavily for two hours with five people. All right. Do they brew on premise? No. What do they brew? Bill was working at GSB. They were brewing at GSB. Really? Get out of here. I think he's... Bill, where are they brewing McSorley's now? What? What did we say? Uh, yeah, PBR is making it in Wisconsin. Oh, shit. Huh. Yeah. Well, yeah, they probably have to go to a bigger facility. GSB was doing it. That's crazy. They were brewing all sorts of weird shit for yeah, a no while. Kidding. Hell's Seltzer. Yeah, Hell's Seltzer. That went absolutely nowhere. Is it still there? No. They shipped it out. Oh, it's they have all the equipment and everything, but they don't produce it anymore. It kind of, kind of ended its run. Yeah. Because it was terrible. Now that obviously it was not, not their recipe. Sell- right no, it was not. They, they got it. it. They were told how the how to produce it. Yep. They bought that huge amount of equipment. I remember yeah. Yeah. them telling us about it. Oh God. yeah. Now they own that equipment. Yeah. So that was kind of like that was a, part an of investment. the that was part of the the deal. Hey, we, you know, we'll charge this much right. for us to do it. Took the money, spent the million dollars on the. Equipment. The, uh, what, you, what you would call it, the homogenizer, the... Oh, yeah, that's right, the homogenizer. The, uh, all the, you know, the double, double freaking canner. <laughs> Must be nice, that money. Yeah. Have three canning lines. Yep. <laughs> and have a, a brewery next door that can handle smaller stuff if you need it to. Yeah, partnership. Yeah. Well, the crazy, Paul, Paul's doing most of the contract brewing the, now. Yeah. The crazy part of it, though, was they weren't like brewing the liquid. They weren't. They, they were getting it shipped in by truck. Right. Yeah, yeah. Being yeah. made in Pennsylvania. <laughs> it just sounds crazy. And it would get pumped into that. the fucking tanks. So and what's that? They, That's a double contract. And then they would just freaking put flavors in. Yep. Wow, man. Yeah, Paul, Paul's doing most of the contract brews there now at Ghost. Because it's smaller scale, 15 yeah. barrels. Keeps them busy. But they lost, uh, their big thing was that all well, that was 12% beers. And then 12% opened their own contract facility. Yep. And that was that. Yep. 
Yeah, we had um, Marlow on, and we talked to get his name. Guy from seven from twelve percent. I haven't been up there. Have you been up there? It's supposed to be facility? like a state of the art facility, though. So I, they opened it right before COVID, and then I heard yeah. things like scary things about what was going to happen if they couldn't survive through it. But they were doing drive-throughs. They yeah. were getting well. That facility's tremendous. They were hoping to have that tasting room would have every beer that's brewed there right. on tap. Right. And COVID hit. But yeah, then like Root and Branch finally opened their own spot. So they stopped yeah. brewing Root and Branch. Yep. Billy's brewing every nightmare beer at GSB now. Yep. The shitter's full. So who's in there now? Who's. Well, I think Barrel Souls is still in there. Okay. Um, trying to think who else. They, I always see them posting that they, uh, it's mo it looks like it's mostly sours, but it's like Stargazer or Skygazer or yes, something like that. Uh, yes, correct. Uh, Fat Orange Cat still Fat there? Orange, yes, they're yeah. still okay. there. I'm, I'm going off of what uh, from Mark from Hopscotch oh, okay. puts out because he does get a lot of 12% there. Yeah, they approached us about contract pricing and distribution and shit. I'm like, yeah, you know, where, where the money really starts is like, you know, Around 100 barrels. I'm like, who the fuck are you selling 100 <laughs> barrels of one beer can? Yeah. yeah, unless you're selling it across the United States. 100 barrel batches. Like, that, ga that game's over, man. You're Brooklyn. You're. Yeah, if you're a regional bird. Right. right. Blue Point. Blue Point could do it, but they don't need to it because they have their own facility. Yeah, so what you smelt was, they were, he was taking uh, Dubco IPA. Oh, I was. Yeah, because so I walked over and I was like, mmm. Uh, taking up some Dubco IPA, man. It's like, ooh, yeah, it smelled delicious. Yeah, if you walk over by it, it's coming right off the thing. Well, because uh, the, the actual. Oh, I can feel it right there. When you pull, the, hat, you pull the cup off the. Smell it, as you get closer. IPA. Yeah, as soon as you get close, forget it. Me doing it ease. Get the whip hit. Get a, little, get a, little, a, a quick hit of CO two spike IPA. Ah. Actually, that'd be it. Could you capture that smell for the candle? It'd be a great smelling. Many of many of company have tried. Think so. And it really has just the essence of uh, essence of uh, hop. What movie life going on in the background? Steve's lending a helping hand. I'm done. See, Steve, I, I saved the easy part for you. Yeah. This is the most integral part right here. Getting the last. Gov's Radio. <laughs> this is the work on Gov's Radio. Did you get any of that? Uh... The tooth beer from Billy? No. I had I he did. I tasted some. It was good. The tooth what he did was uh, they put a it was a wax top yeah. and then they put the tooth in the wax. Yeah. Nah, that's awesome. But it was it was real cadaver teeth. I know. And he's and he's looking at me like He's fucking nuts. He's like, bro, I did some real shit. I go, yeah, yeah, I know. He's fucking nuts. 
He's a madman. Tell you, the the, uh, the release was packed. That's good, what I heard. Good turnout, standing room only. I was just telling Steve we had to go out into the uh, the the brew area because there's so many people inside the tasting room. That's fucking awesome. Um, great turnout. Yeah, yeah. And I, Paulie did a collab with 18th Ward. I've been meaning to try that too. Yeah, I was there. Uh, went for a show at Brooklyn Steel. Um, few months back it's a cool little spot right right by the venue yeah and the beer was delicious I had like an, uh, a red IPA that they did I was amazed nice. so they, their collab was a black IPA which is one of my favorite styles black so, cold IPA yeah black cold IPA which I want to try that and then Larry and Seketog just did a black cold IPA oh did really? he yeah alright yeah he, he, he came here one day he's like Let's make a black cold IPA. I'm like, I just made my regular black IPA. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna do it with somebody else. I'm like, all right. Okay. Which, well, I'm still gonna say, Eleanor is one of my favorite beers. Thank you. That, of all time. I fucking love that. That is still to this day my favorite beer. I that, love it. That I make. I think over COVID when you released it, I bought an entire case. I said, I don't know when and this that, is that's ever gonna That's one come that back. was like super popular. Yep. And then fell off, no one wanted a black IPA. And now it's back. Now it's yeah. coming yep. back yeah. again, yeah. Yep. Love Eleanor. Everyone's trying to get me to rebrew Dominic. They're the really? white IPA. That's a hard one. That's a hard one because if you call it a white IPA, nobody will buy it. Yeah. But if you just call it an IPA, you'll be like, it's delicious. I'm drinking it all. Call it Hoppy Whit Beer. All of the beers. Or is it racist to have a white IPA and a black IPA? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's like ebony and ivory to go together. Yeah. The yin and the yang. It's like the, it's like the, it's like the black and white cookie. I was thinking that. It's like the black and white cookie. What was the other black IPA I just had that was also delicious? Um, um I gave, didn't I give you uh oh, that was the black lager. No, I might have had it at either Source or yeah. ABC. Uh, sorry, no, uh, AEB, um, alternate ending. I think I had it there. Uh -huh. It was good. Jersey, it was definitely a Jersey beer because I drank it all that night. <laughs> I drank, <laughs> drank all four of them. Yeah, I'm looking, looking forward towards that uh, knuckle puck real friend show. I'm okay. He's March. Yes, yeah, so not my favorites. I mean, I like them. I but like, it's not... I've, I've been listening to a lot yeah. of real friends more and more. Yeah. They, the lead singer's just got that raspy-ish. Yeah, yeah, get that. You forgot something. Oh no. We... You need, wait, you need this thing? <laughs> it's just a handle, that's all it is. I swear if you leave it out, your next your next batch of beer will come out beautiful. Oh yeah. <laughs> Chunky and everything. A granola. 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 There you go, granola beer. S'mores. I mean, your heat exchanger will not be happy. Ugh. Uh but. One of the first batches I brewed from when I came back, I hit the wrong, I went to hit Whirlpool and I hit Kettle CIP. So I sent oh, all no, the right fucking up. troop through the spray ball. <laughs> uh, I was like, ah, oh, you asshole. The button said Kettle something. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, that was best enjoyed in can. No, that's what you, all right, take the ball off, try to unpack it. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, I know that feeling. 
Same old story. Just uh, you know, another tale of joy. Say, so I wanted to own a brewery. Yes. Yes, I did. Keyword being did. I love brewing. Well, care. that's the thing. I hated everything else. But a brew day, I felt so good after a brew day. I would rather have done that than anything else. Exactly. Just brew and then leave. Just brew, just the whole process. It's, it's almost, it's uh, soothing. Even if it's a bad day, it's soothing. It's everything else that goes along with it. it sucks ass. Yeah. Paperwork. How's it looking? Get up there, Steve. Take a look, piece. Smells corny. Mmm. Mm. Little firm cap. Little firm cap. Between the oats and the corn, we're gonna get firm cap. Keep it nice from foam. fucking blowing up in your face. Yeah. We don't want any uh, eruptions today. <laughs> no. I said the next brewery is getting steam. Man, you'd be you'd be you'd be boiling already. Oh yeah. This actually ran fucking quick today. We were all in in an hour, an hour. Oh, that's good. That big beer I did the other day where it was like 200 pounds of flake shit. The two, uh, two hour and 15 minute runoff. But it was boiling by the time I was all yeah. in. There's, there's actually nothing worse as you're still trying to water over boiling. and you're boiling already. Yeah. You're like, yeah. You're like should, I, should I turn it off or just yeah. fucking roll? Do I keep it, let it rolling or do I just fucking yeah. hold off? Let me back it down to like 200. Hazy. No, you're Imperial, brewing, you're, pastry, you're, cream ale. You're brewing a creamy. Yeah, making it extra creamy. Making just, it creamy. Just how you like it, extra creamy. Extra creamy. We're brewing a creamy. So what do we have for time for this boil? Should be boiling in about 10 minutes, and then we got an hour boil. About an hour. I didn't realize you were putting sriracha yeast in, that's awesome. That's the one thing that I left. <laughs> for some reason, they wanted one pound of that. <laughs> it's actually because it does add that lemony grass yeah. flavor. And well, we, ha we so, had it. It's so fucking potent, too. We had it, we're doing it. Do it. We did uh, our, our, our Buse Science, you know, at 11, 12% triple IPA. And I literally just, like, every open bag of hops I had in the fucking whirlpool. Right in the whirlpool. And Jimmy's like, so what did I put on a label? I'm like, just put the dry hop in there. And there was like seven different hops in the whirlpool. <laughs> like, why do we have like two pounds of this and one pound of that? I could throw it in. Get rid of it. Oh, yeah. All right. Here? Hour boil or? Hour. Yeah, we did two row, so I'll just do an hour. Yeah. Everything, uh, we do a pills that we do 90 minutes. Yeah. I'm telling you, like, I think having that condensate stack draws the vapor. I feel like I draw all those vials, volatiles off quicker with that than just a regular stack. When you turn it on, it, like, sucks the fucking steam out. Hmm. So, a little taster before we get going here. Go for it. 
You want, uh, what do you guys want? I don't even think I finished my other one. What do you mean, all the beer? He's got my the right idea. idea. Yeah. Hey, isn't that his nickname, Jimmy Fullpole? No, we call him the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> Pour anything in it. We do have Eleanor on tap. So, can I have a dark and mild, please? Regular guy's good. Yeah. And after all this talk about Eleanor, it's got to be... Yeah, he'll take an Eleanor. Yes, I will. Oh. You, if you get the last pour, you'd be happy, oh, right? I'd be so happy. Oh, he'd be ecstatic. You don't have any can right now, do you? No, you're out. No. Oh. That, one, that one goes quick. We pull back on a lot of cans, man. That's... Thank you, sir. Like, we were doing 80 cases, we are doing like 50. Welcome. For now. Yeah, they're just old beer distributors, slow. So it sells mostly out of here. But yeah. you rather have it rather have that way anyway. Yeah. This is Ghost Radio and you're getting drunk with Mike and Pete on the Word. This is the Word with Mike Pete and Steve GhostRadio.com live here at Dubco Brewing Company in the heart of Bayshore. This isn't the heart though, but it's your heart. Yeah, it's close enough. Yeah, it's close <laughs> enough to the heart where you could have a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> The laundromat and the uh, Cisco distributor, and uh, but either way, it is beautiful in here. And we had just wrapped up uh, a little bit of uh, a brew day here. So uh, thoughts, thoughts on the process, Steve and Chris. Uh, what, uh, what did we think? How did, how did everything go? We got Give it, us the the, we got the, it the post game wrap up here. We got it done. It's gonna you be it's gonna it be done. beer. It's it's boiling right now. Yeah. So yeah, we're, we're gonna sit on that for about half, an hour. Halfway right. through. We're, so far, so good. Yeah. You know? looking nice what are the variables from here like once we get everything in the boil where are the place i I hate to put this out there but where's the places that things could go wrong is it about the i know i'm sorry is it the yeast pitch is it the hop addition like traditionally in in past history something could go wrong anywhere anytime (laughs) right now it could be going wrong oh jesus come on yeah we're in here so we have no clue well outside uh, out of mind I, 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 there's a lot here. <laughs> you don't want to think about that. Right no, now, we right? feel confident in our process. Yes. Of course. And I mean, you guys, you are a well boiled machine, Chris. So let me tell you, as people were watching in and uh, we were documenting all the, uh, the steps of the process, well oiled machine, yes, exactly. Nice and loose and limber. You're in there with the grain, <laughs> pulling the grain out. Yeah, we, 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 we nice and lubed up. <laughs> yeah, nice. oh, there you go. There That's what we were oh, hoping God, to hear. Jesus. We're all lubed up and ready to go, guys. I saw you pouring the cream in there. I understand yeah. what was going on. Don't give away the process. Yeah. Doing stuff. Well, we didn't say what it was. It was a blank container of stuff. I'm no, sure. no, that was the well semen. That's, yeah. It's a yeah. fining that we use now. That was it's always new. Steve's distinct flavor. Yes. My heart is still in Italy. There you go. Yeah. Yes. I, uh, I want to uh, kind of get you a gauge. So we're aiming for uh, eight, not, not gauge, like wire gauge. Uh, we're aiming for eight percent, maybe a touch higher. Yep. Uh, at what point do we know that uh, is exactly where you were trying to hit? Where, when do you know your marks? Uh, most of our ales ferment out within seven to ten days, so okay. we'll know we'll know by next week. All right. And now, do uh, you communicate that back to Steve at this point and, and say, you know, we're hitting our marks? And yeah, we'll, we'll we'll keep in touch and uh, I'll let him know how it's going. You know, that's how we usually do it. Yeah. Let previous collabs. And uh, yeah, I like to keep my prize of the situation. 
And, still, and uh, then when we have the add those adjuncts, mm. that's when uh, the next. Are you coming back for that? Yeah, hopefully. We'll yeah. get him on the ladder. Yeah. Put all the no, fun oh, stuff man. in. Take Pouring some pictures of him on the ladder. Take Maybe a we shouldn't do that. In. I don't know. I don't know if his day job will appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, fuck those OSHA guys. rules. <laughs> fuck those guys. OSHA rules. I know there Steve loves his OSHA rules. Yeah, I love those does. guys. You gonna uh, take a picture like what happens when the antique vase climbs See, up the ladder? Yeah. That's what the fuck? <laughs> antique vase started. What the fuck? All right, Bro. what do you want to be like? A, we started the antique like, roadshow. I would right? like to be a well-oiled machine. Okay. Old, oiled machine. So an old like cotton gin. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Jesus okay. Christ. Now we're going down to racism. No, it, it doesn't have to be that. <laughs> Jesus. Who are other people that use cotton gins? Who? Normal people. Normal people. I, I'm just. <laughs> all right. Yeah. We're in different circles. I think. <laughs> We, I, my mom had one of those old push sewing. No, oh. <laughs> it, it kind of was like your own self uh, wool spinner. It would spin the wool uh, on like two different things, and she had like a foot press. You and had she, sheep out back, and you would take no, no, no. They just make she yarn must, and she such. She must know Charlie. She yeah. must know Charlie. Oh, yes, God. Yeah. she's friends with Charlie. Yeah, it might they be my. To... He might be my great great grandfather. Oh, oh yeah. man, Jesus. it wouldn't that be sad? Yeah, we should do a twenty three and me on Charlie. That should be our next show. <laughs> <laughs> See what your lineage is. See is. Oh my God, Ulysses S. Grant. What the hell? What? It's his brother. Yeah. Uh, so, Chris, you, you uh, went through those steps. Uh, appreciate all the information as you went through. For sure. Um, now, when you're doing our, your normal process on some of your standard beers, is it relatively the same? Can people expect to see the same thing if they came in for Layer of a Lager or the Dubco IPA or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, we have kind of a lot going on in this beer, but it's a lot of post-fermentation stuff. You know, yeah. the only adjunct you threw in was that bag of corn. And uh, some of the a little bit of lactose, but uh, it's a pretty straight up brewing process for this type of beer. Right. It's the same same process as you would do home brewing. Mm-hmm. You know, solid just base on a larger scale. Yeah. Nice, easy, solid base. How long does it take? And I was watching you, you know, with your valves and everything. How long does it take to you know valves. what every single valve does and where it goes, and know the process of like your cadence of going from one to the next and the next to the next? Like I, I was expecting, like, if it was me, I'd, I'd probably end up backfilling the the boil with like. Just run off water. Luckily, like, just, luckily there, there's a backflow preventer for that yeah. <laughs> because that, that would have been done by now if there yeah. wasn't. Uh, you know, it's it's been five years on this system, and I don't know how many hundreds and hundreds of batches. It's just one of those things that becomes, you know, that repetitive motion, second nature. You know what does yeah. what, what goes where. And, of course, you have a brain fart every once in a while. But, I mean, uh, I, I was talking about one, one before. You know, um, we have a semi-automated system, so it's a lot of there's some manual stuff and a lot of uh, computer actuated valves and you know that move liquid around and sometimes you hit the wrong button. But yeah. um, you know, it's it, at this point it's second nature. It's been so it know. sits in the boil for about an hour, then you let it cool this down. This is gonna be an hour boil, and uh, yeah, so we're adding a whirlpool hop addition, and we're. We like to call it the cool pool. We Hmm. cool the whirlpool down, throw the hops in a lower temperature, so we're pulling all that flavor but none of the bitterness. So the way we do that is we actually pump it through our heat exchange and back into the kettle and cool the whole thing slowly to the temperature we want. Then we'll chuck the hops in, let them sit for 15, 20 minutes, and then get ready to transfer over to our our fermentation vessel. So in transfer, it's sitting in the bright for how long? Uh, We'll be... In the fermenter. Fermenter. Yeah, okay, fermenter. Sorry, next, next stage, my bad. I'm going to say two weeks. You know, okay. uh, we're throwing some extra stuff in there, so maybe an extra couple days. So, yeah. you know, 14 to 20 days, somewhere around there. Okay. Yeah. We're so throwing, it, we're throwing we, fruit in, so we want to make sure there's no re-fermentation. You know, this is a post-fermentation fruit addition. 
So we're trying to get all that flavor and sweetness and not ferment it out and get, you know, higher alcohol. I was going to say, you're so already aiming for eight. You're going to go 12? So I know your <laughs> next question is when's yeah. it going to be ready? Well, yeah, like that, and uh, probably of first week of February. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's so a from, good time from day frame. of brewing till end is about 15, 16 days, we'll say. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, that's that's our, our standard on all, all of our ales is, you know, we like to give a full 10 days to 14 days of fermentation, right. or a couple days to clean up, you know, and uh, get ready and for package. We said earlier you got, you're going to be doing a little bit of canning with this. So in regards to, you know, getting the art approved and then sent out to printer and stuff like that do you use a local printer is it is a quick turnaround once you get those out there um we're using a great printer right now we've been working with them for a few years they're actually out of massachusetts okay um and they have uh i'd say the the best quality label for the best price with the quickest turnaround yeah i know that jams a lot of people up that jammed us up i can't tell you how many times where we had a beer sitting in a tank or in a can with no label waiting yeah. for who knows how long for when they show up and um you know, label company reason now is in touch and they have a like a week turnaround so it's, it's yeah not so bad. you can just know your timing on yeah you know, next week you'll have to get it in improved and all set to go yeah that's a nice thing too new york state has added a lot more employees and whatever division that is for label approval that's what i say so then so we're, a UPC we're getting, label the, and all that we're stuff getting those back within a within a week yeah so that's, wow. uh, it's a lot better than waiting a month where it, you know it used to be or even longer longer um you have to pre pretty much do the art before you ever brewed the beer and i'm sure some people were holding on to to labels that are beer that never got brewed for whatever reason yeah we we had a, a recent scenario with that wild east collab we were talking about where mm. we made a label in conjunction with them it looked the way we wanted we sent it off for approval and it got kicked back and the sla agent was saying well this is a collaboration between Dubco and Wild East, we're going to need a letter from Wild East saying that you're allowed to use their name and their logo. And it's like, well, it's a trademark thing, I guess, but it, it is. And that's, that's something that's, that's the never, SLA's problem, that's something that never happened until just recently. Huh. We've, we've never gotten asked to get permission from the other brewery. Um, I guess maybe it was a new agent and they were just, you know, cover, well, covering sure. their ass. Yeah. And, um, hmm. Yeah, so that was that was funny. <laughs> I, I'm guessing they're thinking. I mean, because most breweries are like, why wouldn't I want the, you know, my uh, name I, on a label? Huh? With you yeah, know, and maybe hit some new, you know, customers. But I could see if it's like a little guy and he's like, yeah, I did this collab with other half and uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, with with Russian River and uh, yeah. yeah, Shelter Island and other I'm half. Sure, uh, <laughs> I'm sure I had to deal with the tax liability more yeah, than probably anything. Probably. Yeah. Who is this qualifying who goes in and yeah. uh, who's paying the taxes on it? But yeah, and that's the thing. Like, things. so you guys, uh, when you do a collab with another established brewery, you know, business-wise, it's profit sharing pretty much, or you guys kind of decide that we're going to do two different beers and we'll do this one and you do we that like one. We like to do because then you know, it comes down to taxes, like I said. So you, who's who's taking the responsibility for those? The brewer that brewed it, right? And um, the on-premise brewer. The, the, yeah, the, the yeah. way you the way you really have to do it is, if, you know, we brewed that that whatever wild east collab here it's our tax liability and then if they want that you can't just give them a keg and say oh yeah here's a keg and trade me one like technically you have to sell them said keg right you know you can't you can't give alcohol away right. for <laughs> right. yeah. um, uh, it's so. interesting i didn't th i never really thought about the the business end of collaborations as much yeah people think like oh it's so fun and, and beer and, and friendship and networking well yeah even like but. you know with this with this bright eye thing it's like that, that's a situation where we brewed a here, mm -hmm. we brewed one beer here one day, one beer there the next. 
and it'd be nice and easy to say like here's a half of mine and give me a half of yours right there's can't really yeah. there's a gray area yeah. in there there has to be a paper trail you right. know not that i think the sla would come knocking on the door but where's that half keg you have to have that paper trail um <laughs> and then you know there's there's way shadier shit that goes oh, on oh yeah yeah, yeah. For sure. and um, yeah. You, you just want to have uh your your defense in case someone comes at you like that it makes sense yeah. now do you guys you have uh, any other collaborations on the schedule I don't think I asked you uh, that before. Yeah, so the next one is Noble Savage. Yeah, oh, yeah, we talked the about that a little bit, yep. And um, in February, I was talking with Dan at Long Beach. Uh, in the past, we had done a collaboration Doppelbach. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, I saw that Plattsdeutsch is doing a Bach Fest, like, sometime in a- late oh. April. Ooh. So they're looking for local craft breweries if they have a Bach-style beer. So yep. I said to Dan, hey, man, let's do it. So um, that that's getting brewed at Long Beach. Oh, cool! Uh, you know, we're thinking mid mid February to be ready by April. You know. And speaking of traditional styles, Long Beach loves their traditional styles. They got yeah, their, and, and you their... know what? Dan Dan's another one of those guys that like is holding on to it for dear life. <laughs> and God bless him because he makes killer traditional beer, and yeah. he makes killer beer in general. And he's yeah. he's another guy, you know, like like Frank. You know, it's mm-hmm. like. So dedicated, so into it, such a meticulous brewer. Dan, Dan's one of those guys that's like, you know, one of those top guys. We haven't talked to him in a while. We got to get him back on the show. I feel yeah. like we're Dan's disconnected fine. from uh, we from Dan spoke, for a little bit. We haven't since spoke. we we told him that we'd sit outside of City Hall yes. on a bullhorn yes. and tell him that, that they need to approve Long Beach's. Uh, thank God they approved it. Yeah, thank yeah. God. It was us, Dan. It was all it was us. All us. They I were was afraid. out there with the bullhorn. They were afraid in my underwear. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, Dan's Dan's doing good. He. Uh, Actually, just had back surgery, so I know he's been uh, uh, down uh, for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah, I reach out. Sucks getting old, man. Been, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, if if they were closer, I would love to be there a lot more. I'd love to just hang out. Yeah. Dan's yeah. a great dude. Great spot. Great tasting yeah. room. Um. So let's uh, let's talk about the future. Uh, you and uh, Acres, you know, have a lot going on. You talked a little bit about how you know the next kind of couple of phases are going to look out. Um, possibly moving production here to there, you know, and short term, let's say, you know, coming up in the fall and the summer, of course, you're going to do, you know, business as usual, a couple of festivals here and there. Right. What is the, the bigger goal outside of that? Like, if you go further than that and, and zoom out a little bit, what's, what's the overall arcing goal here? I mean, uh, I mean, besides making that, money. Yeah, that, well, <laughs> yeah. That, wait, that's that, a survival you can, you can on the land. Yeah, get out of here. That's crazy. No, um, yeah, turning that big old barn into a production facility yeah. and doing it the way I want it from the get-go. You know, like we we started in this room here, then expanded next door, and we made it work in the space we had. Mm. So it would be nice going forward with that new project to maybe have pitched floors where the water doesn't <laughs> run behind the tanks and, and, and it runs to we, the drain. We found that out. You know, there's a lot of squeegees in this. I was going to say, gonna less, say less squeegees. Yeah. You become a squeegee pro. It's uh, something the I'm definitely jealous of. They were a bright eye and all their floors are pitched and the guy's like, yeah, watch this. And he turns on, he opens a, a, a hot liquor tank or something and a hundred gallon shoots out and just goes right to the drain. You know, that's, <laughs> Those are goals right now <laughs> just for the future. Small goals, but small goals. Man, small goals. those it's, are the ones that really are right here in the save heart. You a, yeah. Save but, you some um, shoulder work. Yeah, a major part of that project, too, is going to be sustainability. I know that's, yeah. that's a big word in the industry right now, but, I mean, it just makes sense. Um, where we are up there, there's no municipal water. It's well water. There's no sewers. It's all septic. There's, you know, 
um, no well, natural gas. So we're, oh, we're, wow. we're, we're looking, you know, this is part of what this year I'm working on, um, going to a bunch of conferences and yeah. looking into, you know, green technologies. You know, we have a 5,000 square foot barn, let's throw solar panels on it. Let's mm-hmm. do geothermal heating. Let's do reclamation tanks for wastewater. You know, so it does go hand in hand, trust me. I'd love to, you know, be more sustainable for the environment. And also, you know, for the pocket. Yeah. And yeah, there's and, a lot you know, of government, it's, um, you it's know, programs form. that will help out. Right. I know, like when I converted solar, I got a lot of money back, which was excellent. Yeah, um, we're we're in prime farm country, you know. Yeah. So you want to have as least impact on the land as possible. Yep. You know, we have uh, we have a protected property. It's a PDR. So the only thing that can ever be is is a farm. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, and we want to make it into a true working farm. You know, we we planted uh, ten acres of barley last year. And uh, we're hoping this year to do another 10 or maybe a little bit more and get a decent amount of usable grain out of that. That's cool. You know, pull back on relying on, you know, out-of-state vendors or, you know, that just, it all it all goes hand in hand, you know. Synergy. Synergy. Yes, of you all know? the people that are around. And uh, this is a situation up there where we can do all this because, you know, this is, like I said, our, our, our lifelong home for from here to eternity. I want to give you an opportunity to uh, give everyone the, the, the big plug, you know, uh, give us information about down here in Bayshore, up there in Warwick, uh, uh, contact information. And, and before well, he gets into oh, it, though, oh. I, sitting right in front of me was yeah. the 20, uh, uh, 2023 uh, Beer oh, membership. Club membership. Yes. Yeah. And, bro, that's, I don't know how people pass that up. Yeah, Just so, for the free uh, beer, the, basically. So, yeah, I mean... <laughs> It's it's an easy sell to a lot of people. Some people see the price. You know, it was two hundred and twenty-five dollars this year for our Dub Club, and um, we give a four-pack a month to right the club away members the cost. right off the bat. Yep. That pays for the cost. Yep, dollar off in the tap room. Unfortunately, the windows close on that for twenty-three. You know, January first that starts. But um, yeah, I mean, we have a lot of regulars, and that's more to give back to the regulars and incentivize people to come yeah. you know and and spend their days here and right? spend their days else, yeah. here so um yeah we 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 have about a hundred of them down here which is great and these people are people who've been here we have our founders poster that helped us open we did our kickstarter back in 2015 and they're they're still here like 90 percent it's not only good here but it also up at the and it works at acres yeah which so. is really cool yeah cool. And so if we, we get a lot of customers from bayshore that take the drive and come up and we've slowly been getting people from Warwick coming and checking oh, out cool. down that's, here. That's yeah. cool. It's like, oh, I want to see where the beer's brewed, you know? Yeah, so, that's cool. Um, yeah, that's that's fun trying to connect those two. And we're doing, um, I think later in the month or in February, uh, like we're having the club members vote on a beer they'd like to, you know, they'd oh, like yeah, to Oh, yeah, that was one brewed. of the things they were saying. That's, that's um, so we're going to put out like three options, have them vote on it, and then have, you know have, host them for a brew day here like so they could see how it's done, they feel involved in the in the project, and uh, you know they can see that translated to when they're drinking it on tap. You yep, know, it's just, cool. We like to do fun engagement stuff, and that that's like another big thing we're doing this year is just like engaging with our customers, coming out of the dark times. You know, like let's do fun stuff with our with, with let's our, get together with again. our core group. Let's get together. <laughs> yeah, everyone, let's, let's actually you know, just let's hang do some out. fun yeah. stuff. We're we're definitely looking forward to that ski trip. That the last time we did that, it was like the most fun we've had in a while. <laughs> Nah. Just so happens to fall like right around my birthday too. So oh, yeah. 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 somebody was thinking of something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. they Someone just happened to have the plans. date on the mountain that sure. day. <laughs> you know, 
Um, uh, so the the yep. contact on Instagram, is, Facebook, uh, Twitter, yeah, or? at Dubco underscore uh, at Dubco Acres is for upstate. Yep. Uh, all the social media platforms, destinationunknownbeercompany.com. That has our hours, our taproom hours, upstate and downstate are slightly different. So yep. always check in on that, you know, where, where you want to come and hang out. And, uh, yeah, and you we, guys we are open today. You guys open the doors. It's a holiday. Yeah, it's a uh, holiday. Might as well and, see uh, how many people come in through. And Yeah, the I'm guys sure are like, hey, some... we working on Monday? And I'm like, are we? And they're like, well, we got nothing else to do. And I'm like, well, it's going to be a fun day. We'll open the bar. Yeah. Steve and the gang will come hang out to a podcast. And we'll brew some yeah. beer. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the team the team here, uh, Paul's doing some fun stuff in the tap room. And Jen's uh, doing some fun stuff upstate, so you know, keep prized on social media, and uh, you can follow all the cool stuff we're doing this year. That's a big deal. Like that, the social media and the marketing on, through there is how yep. you really stay in contact with your audience. It is. It is. You're, I you're, know. Um, I'm addicted. You know, yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a scroller. You know, I like to <laughs> creep on people and see what they're doing. <laughs> But uh, that really is the way, you know, to interact with everybody these days. Like the Mandalorian. It yeah. is the way. It is the way. It, it is, is the, the way. way. The one thing I don't do is TikTok. I don't get it. I don't yeah, understand no, no, it. No, no, no. It's I not mean, my thing. I'm not a dancer you either. You sure you guys don't want to dance around in a brew house? Well, and... Paul's like 30. He, he gets it. So <laughs> yeah. he like, stand there and say something funny. And then, I don't know, it's on TikTok. So. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> They, uh, it's a great marketing plan, but any, anything that can get you recognized, see the branding, see the faces, it, it makes a big difference. And, uh, you know, shout out to your crew. Everyone was very hospitable today. Really appreciate uh, Jim and Bill and everybody in the brew house. Yeah, we got a good crew, man. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a great working environment, you know. These guys are, Jim's been here. He's, he's going to be, in April, be his sixth year at Dubco. Wow. shit, that long. So, smokes. yeah, he started out as a uh, fan and a customer. And then, um, you know, he, he mentioned he'd like to start bartending. So he started bartending. And then he's like, oh, well, I saw, who does your labels? They kind of suck. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this person. He's like, you know, I'm a graphic designer by, you know, by trade. And I'm like, so you've been here for like a year and you just mentioned this now. <laughs> so then he started doing our artwork. Yeah. And then uh, eventually he kind of got tired of being like a cubicle monkey. And he's like, I'd love to work in the back and work on the process and, you know, re- really be involved. I love the beer. I love the company. And uh, yeah, so he started out literally as a customer and a bartender, then doing our labels. A true and then, uh, uh, man's we, we brought him journey, on, you yeah. know, as a sellerman. And now he's our assistant brewer. Look at and that. And he's killing it. Doing a great job back yeah. there, and then they know their spots. They're all busy as little bee worker bees back there. As yeah, we were doing our thing. They the were devils in the details, man. There's a lot of random shit that goes on all yeah. day, every day. Keg clinging, keg yeah. cleaning, and, clinging, and, and, and clanging, and clanging. They were clanging while you're clean. Yes, yeah. they were clanging, cleaning. Yeah. And uh, Chris, really appreciate you having us in today. And uh, yeah. I, uh, I was really looking forward to this when you said, "Hey, we want to do like a live broadcast." I was like, "Yeah, let's do it." Yeah. You know, I, lo- I love cool. coming down to the studio, but this is, uh, you know, it's we nice know. to get, get, get people out. Like, I'm sure you love to get out. And, we uh, do. Yeah. I do like the studio, but, like, you know, we need to shake it up for our audience as well. So for yeah. people seeing new new places, new things, uh, we tried a little new format today where people got to watch pretty much an entire brew day from start to finish. Yeah, I'm happy to host, man. Yeah, that was yeah. awesome. And, of course, you know. The beer is delicious. The beer. Yeah, and, yeah. and then there's that. You tell, you tell me when that Eleanor's coming out because uh, I'll be back here in a heartbeat. Uh, so thanks very much, Chris. Dubco, Thank you guys. Check them out on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that other good stuff. Uh, this is where Mike Pete and Steve GovsRadio.com live here at Dubco in Bayshore, hanging out for the collab between uh, Barrage and Dubco. Had a great time. Oh, yeah. Uh, Steve, uh, some few parting words before we get out of here. I really would like to have a beer. 
<laughs> we can we can fix that. You but can have what beer. Know, You're being very good though. I'm trying. It. Yes. Well, anything else with the demons around? See that? That's yes, it's yeah, the see? demons. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're on both shoulders. No right angel or devil. <laughs> come both to like, me. Come have a beer. Come to the dark side. I uh, really appreciate, guys. Great first show of 2023. We got a lot going on this year, so uh, check us out. Stay there, and uh, don't forget to have your pets spayed or neutered. This is the right. word with Mike, Pete, and Steve. GovsRay.com. We out. Well, that's two hours of your life that you'll never get back. Are you kidding me? Please yeah, yeah. hang up and try again. Words on Govs Radio. I hope you're drunk enough.